Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the guys at exoticlimo.com.au and our new podcast sponsor, the guys at hungover.net.au. Feel your worst while looking your best, your new drinking partner. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is the Bombs Express. Choo choo! That's right, Corey, the Bombs Express is back. And uh, let's get stuck into the second round of. Uh well, the second round, the second part of the second round of JLT, that's a bit of a tongue twister. Yeah, but before we do that, Corey, where can listeners hit us up on social media, mate? Find us on Twitter at SC Elites. Find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes at Supercoach Elites. And as always, on the website at www.supercoachelites.com, uh, where you'll find all our daily articles that have led all the way up until I think this is the last week of them. They've been fun. A lot of players in there, so definitely, I'm almost certain that we would have written about most players that you'd want to see, jump on there. You've got the new Smitty's spreadsheet um, that he's done for the elites that covers JLT1, JLT2, time on ground, supercoach scores, supercoach price, supercoach average. It is awesome. It is the most valuable tool you can use on the lead-up to um, the season this year. And keep an eye out, like we said last time, jump on and find the exotic limo league there and find out how you can get in and enter our league, whether it's sending us a really cool creative clip. Um, we haven't seen anything visual yet. I wouldn't mind seeing a little video as to why it should be in one of our leagues. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, we've had songs. We've had uh, podcast imitations before, but get creative. I mean, you know, you could even draw us a picture. I wouldn't mind that if someone wants to draw me a picture and get it in there. But, um, yeah, let's get them up. Look, we're not going to blabber on too long. We need to kick things straight off. We'll go with... Hawthorne and the Tigers on the weekend. We'll start with the Hawks, um, and one, I want to have a quick chat about James Cousins. Bumps, he was kind of on that hype train. He still had 21 disposals on the weekend. Is he a player at 219k you could see making enough cash? No. No. I, I think there's that much value in the midfield at the moment that we really shouldn't even be picking any players around the 200k, but we've got one man called Sam Walsh who we'll touch on in this podcast. But Cousins is a firm no because we can't run more than one of them at 200k. What do you think he's going to average for the year? Uh, look, he might do 70, 75 if that. I think he's going to spend more time in the guts? Well, if JLT's anything to go by, he sure will. Yeah. Yeah. Not sold it. on it. Yeah, yeah. No, not sold on it. And look, oh. I'll tell you the good thing about that game on the weekend was I think he had 14 up until half time and kind of died off in that second half. So, um, yeah, who the hell knows? But would have been uh, scary if you finished with something like 28 or something. Yeah, dude, I'm not I'm not, yeah, I'm not, banking my year on a James Cousins, I'll tell you that much. Oh, I am. He would have been my oh. probably most expensive midfielder. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is more expensive than Sam Walsh, so you're doing something yeah, wrong. Yeah, done. Um, Jack Scrimshaw, though. Mm. I am so impressed with his JLT. I'm so impressed how he plays. Loved his game. They like the ball in his hands. I think we, I think we have a gift here, um, and I don't think we've realised how good this guy's going to be for our Super Coach teams this year. What did you think of him? Did I say yeah, Jake? By the way, his name's Jack Scrimshaw. His I don't know if Jack. I said that. He's one of the more interesting ones because he's priced around the kind of the Jordan Clark. So, and I think you can only run one of them because I think Sam Collins is an absolute lock. Who I think we've actually forgot to touch on. No, we haven't done Gold No, Gold coming up. There's no That's way okay we'll forget about the, t- the um, team Gold. But, yeah, dude, uh, this bloke here, 
uh, Scrimshaw, yeah, probably fighting for that kind of Jordan Clark kind of spot at the moment. And I think I prefer Jordan Clark over him. But And I think with Collins, we probably don't want three players, maybe around that 150K more for defenders. I think it's all right, though. I actually think it's all right if you've got... If you've really, only got Thurzma? if you've only got three defenders, I think it is. Yeah. So one mid pricer, two kind of primos, and then going a bit cheaper there like that. Yeah. 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 yeah, okay. yeah so like so I've actually got that right now. Um, I've got the two primos. Oh. I've got the one mid pricer, and I've got the I've got Scrimshaw, Collins, Clark, a bit help of my team, Dersma and Marty Hall. Yeah, cool. Yep. So I, I, I just think that we're looking too much at the value of the mid prices that we're ignoring the gems that we've got down back. Probably. Yep. That might be something that I do now, and I, I can work out what I can do with my team actually with that extra one fifty k. Yep. <laughs> um, I absolutely love him. I think I, I, I don't know why. I've just I was so impressed by the way he played. Um, yeah. No. Look, he done nothing wrong, and uh, he'll probably be there around one. Yep. Oh, I think he's definitely there round one. He, he will debut in the Hawks this season. Um, Jaeger's an interesting one for me, Bombs. He had 35 disposals on the weekend, only 101 Supercoach points. I'm not going to pick him. My favourite throwaway line, I'd rather pay another 100k for him knowing he's top 10. What can he do without Tom Mitchell if he's fit? Um, and we're he... saying what can he do, so I'm happy for you to go as ridiculous of potential as you want. No, no. Well, I think he would only do what he would do with Tom Mitchell on the team. Um, I don't necessarily think he does more or less with and without Tom Mitchell. So, um, look, he's had a year at the Hawks, so that's obviously a good thing. His body's pretty good because he played a fair chunk of last year. And um, I think 500k is just a really awkward price to kind of pay. Because you think about it, I mean, Amira at like 500 or low 500s, 501, 502, whatever he is, or, or Brayshaw at like a 520, like what would you rather? You know what I mean? I so. I'd rather. Brayshaw? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I can't even believe I have to clarify that question because sometimes <laughs> you do say some pretty stupid shit there, Court. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, I mean, that, that's kind of my take on it. My take on it is that, no, you don't want it. Realistically, he's not going to average 100. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a big avoid as well. well. I was about to say snog married avoid again. I think I'd somehow drop that into part one of this podcast as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, snog married avoid, yeah. <laughs> Could, uh, would you be surprised if he averaged 110? Oh, I actually would, yeah. Yeah, you'd just be like, oh, I didn't, couldn't see this ever. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And if I feel like um, I don't believe myself in the future, you know, in, in 10 weeks' time, Bonks, if Bonks doesn't believe, gee, I can't believe uh, O'Meara, you know, I didn't think O'Meara could do this, I'll just have to replay this podcast and just say, hey, future Bonks, no, 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 dead set, we, we don't believe. <laughs> <laughs> Just a message to my future self. Don't worry about me. The time capsule. <laughs> we have absolutely lost a plot tonight. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. Uh, the War, the Warpedo, his super coach numbers weren't as good as the first game, but he had more disposals. Um, growing on you at all? No, no. Um, I've not been aboard the Warpedo kind of hype. Um, you actually really talked it down in the Hawthorne podcast. I certainly did. And, uh, you know, he's only he's got 73 from 60% there. But, I mean, he's had 24 touches, 4 marks, 3 tackles, 13 contested possessions and 9 clearances. And he's only scored 73. Jack, I mean, they're kind of... He's got Jack Billings of last year written all over him for those who take the risk. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere near that, man. Like, you see those numbers, honestly, 24 touches, 
13 of them contested. He's gone at 75%, nine clearances. You're thinking that's a ton, to be honest, but it's not. Lukey Bruce, 24 disposals at 54% disposal efficiency, 101 supercoach points. How many goals did he kick? One one goal, three. He had 16 uh, contested, only three clearances, but he probably was involved in a lot more kind of scoring chains. I wouldn't mind the heat map, to be honest. That's... That's an interesting one. There's no way I'd pick him to start the year, but monitor over the season. Um, who else? Mitch Lewis played, didn't do much, doesn't offer much. Dylan Moore played another game. Again, probably too small. Can't see him making an impact early. They don't really have much at the Hawks, do they? No, nah, they don't. No, nah, Sicily, but, I mean... Oh, sis, yeah. yeah, down back again. That was grouse. Yeah, it was, uh, and 61 from 54%, so you'd be happy seeing that. And I think, I mean... I'd be relatively confident if you pick and assist, to be honest, around why not. I think he's going to be good enough to feature top eight. You're not worried about the swing? No, and, and I touched on this last week in the pod, didn't I, around Clarko's presser, because the media, they grab one quote and they run with it. Have a listen to it. He's going to do exactly what he did last year. Yeah. Oh, I've got no concerns about it. Uh, I would be wrapped if I was on the Sicily Express early. If I was... if I Because I haven't had him all pre-season, I haven't had him once. Um... But if I was on the hype train of Sicily before JLT and these scores happened, I'd I'd be super confident going with him. He only played 54% on the weekend. Like, you got to realise most people are just going to look at his Supercoach score and be like, oh, yuck, that's Sicily. Nah, don't get him. Or I'll trade him out. 54% um, time on ground, 16 disposals, 94% um, uh, DE. I think he's a lock for top six again. Yeah, I don't know if I call him a lock, lock for top six, but he's certainly... I don't think you can go wrong in making that selection. What do you reckon he's owned by at the moment? Uh, I'm going to go... I know there's a lot on it. I'm going to go 8%. Yeah, double that. 15. Or oh, nearly double it. wow. 15. Yeah. I thought Higher I would have jumped too. off him after the JLT. I think there's a lot of teams that haven't touched their team. It's yeah. pre-JLT. Always. There's probably a lot of teams that haven't even made their team, to be honest. Yeah. Um, shit, that's heaps more than I thought it was. Yeah. Okay. All right, Sicily or Simpson right now? Sicily. Yeah. I think Sicily's got a lot more upside. Simpson's a safe pick. Yeah. Um, but Sicily's got the more. It's got the better upside to him. Yeah, it could go one ten. You wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Oh, actually, I wouldn't be surprised if Simpson had done that either. But I would yeah. be. One ten's a, a pretty big score. Yeah. Like that's actually a huge score to be honest. <laughs> not if you're uh, Corey Ellis in that back. Yeah. <laughs> We're not talking about point <laughs> aggregate for the season, you call it. We're talking about average. Really. Well, let's jump across to the Tiggers. Um, who do they have? You know who I am, I've been impressed with their games every time I watch them play? is Jaden Short. No, nah, Jaden oh, Short. Short. Okay. Oh, yeah. man. I love it. I, he's like him and with it, and they're just... They can just come into my love child family. They just come in. Here's a cuddle. Um, but you spoke about Alex Rance earlier, and I am super impressed with his game. Um, he can just come into my love child family. What sort of fucking quote is that? Well, they're in. <laughs> Sorry for swearing. That's <laughs> just hands, arms wide open. They come in. They walk in the group. There's like me, Corey Ellis, Griffin Logue. Big foster Neil. family. We just take them all in. We just don't cuddle. Horribly, <laughs> that's all you do. Bloody hell. I know they come expressed. Become expressed. <laughs> Jesus Christ, George. No, but look, let's let's keep on track. <laughs> Alex Rance, mate. Dead set. 
I wouldn't be surprised if your outlandish... It was an outlandish state. No, it was in your, your top 10. I wouldn't be surprised if he was a smoker to finish top six. Yeah, that uh, wouldn't surprise me, uh, purely because Bonks knows what he's talking about. That's about time people start paying attention to him. Um, but, yeah, look, he, he did that from only 69% with the foot. And he did six like six clangers in those 23 touches as well and still, and still pumped out that 85. I'll tell you, that, that's probably one of the more impressive things in that. In that. But, um, no, nah, you, you couldn't condone someone starting the year with Alex Rand, surely, but... I tell you, he may feature in a few sides kind of moving forward. Yes, look at that TOG column. Yeah, he does that, though. 98% time on ground. He does that. That's crazy. In a JLT game, get on the bench. What's he going to do on the bench, mate? He's playing centre-half back, mate. He, he doesn't, he's not a winger. He doesn't float up the, the ground. He doesn't do any of that. These players like that, he's fine. What about injury? No concern. Yeah. Dustin Martin, what's your thoughts? Well, don't read too much into the premium thing, but I'll tell you, I think the biggest impact we're going to see with football this year is obviously the centre-bound stuff. And um, someone like Martin, who can just push off his direct opponent and, and then kind of generate himself a metre or two of space uh, within the centre square with ball in hand, is certainly going to be potent and very, very dangerous. And I think if a rule's going to affect a player in a positive way, it, it's going to be this rule with, uh, with Dusty, that's for sure. He's... He's gone 81 off 65% game time. He had 30 touches. They apparently they've just been needing to tell him just to calm things right down. Um, so and he did that at 66% as well. Jesus, man. I mean, he's he's tempting because of the year, obviously uh, two years back now in in 2017. But um, I think I like other options better. But I mean, if you want to pick him, pick him because I won't knock you for it. I just I feel like because I'm not picking him that I I have I always have to say I feel like there's other better decisions because if I didn't feel that way I'd have to pick him myself. Does that make sense? Yep, makes complete but sense. But I, I kind of won't ridicule you for, ridicule you ridicule you for picking him, but I'll always suggest there's a better option, even though I think he's a good pick. Uh, I deliberately didn't write an article on him this year because I didn't want I didn't want to I didn't want to convince myself into it. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, everyone I've written an article about, they've always ended in my team straight away. <laughs> but actually, the last two haven't. Brayshaw hasn't, and Billings didn't, but... Um, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, here's one that I always scroll past and have a look at. I've got Matt Crouch at the moment. I'll stick with Matt Crouch, I'm pretty sure. Dusty could have a fantastic year this year. But we've spoken about it before, he's done it once. Um, if he was lost. if he was a forward, he's a lock, but I can't take that risk. Noel Bolter only the seven disposals this week. No, and I'm now. This is part of the reason why I said in in part one of this pod, uh, I'm starting to get a bit nervous about these rookies because Bolter after the first JLT was one I had just sitting there, and now I'm scrambling just to find someone to bloody fill in that spot because I think there's no chance now to line up round one. The forward line could be could be a problem. Well, when's Caddy back? Because I don't think Caddy played again on the weekend. Nah. And um, Do you obviously, think Caddy affects Finch. Bolter. Well, I Caddy kind of play. Look, he plays tall, but he, he takes up a position in the forward line. So yeah. it's a matter of how many positions are left for Bolter to play. And Richmond have notoriously played the past couple of seasons. Um, Jack Rewolf as a tall forward. Now, they're going to include, obviously, Tom Lynch. Yeah. Are they going to include another tall forward? I mean, that's that's the unknown. 
can I ask you, in football terms, what do you think Tom Lynch is going to do to this team? Uh, well, in football terms, we'll go back to those kind of basic words that are always thrown around. It'll just provide kind of structure, I think. But I think what will happen is it will allow Rewalk to do a lot more of the aerobic work up forward. And I think what it will do to Tom Lynch's game, I think it will affect him because, you know, he'll be said, or he'll be told, go for your marks. But at a bare minimum, you need to be bringing this ball to ground. And yeah. he's, if he's got buy-in on that, they may have a link now between forward and mid through Jack Rewalt, who might go out and play the more conventional centre-half forward role. And I think they'll leave Tom Lynch a little deeper because whilst Jack's got a good leap on him, uh, Tom's obviously got a good jump and a good reach and probably a bigger frame to hold himself in uh, key marking contests, uh, you know, 20, 30 metres out of goal. For these crummers too, Rioli, Higgins, um, mm. Lambert, imagine Dustin Martin at his feet as well. Jesus. These, see, because everyone's worried that, you know, Richmond play that quick, like, that game over the top. Oh, man, I think he's going to do wonders for the Tigers this year. Get excited, Tigers fans. Back to Supercoach. You'll be pretty happy. Um, is that all from this game? There's no one else that was super relevant? No, no. Didn't think so. Oh, well, I suppose we should touch it. Anyone looking at Nank? A good good signs for the weekend? Sold or only 25% game time? Anyone looking at Nank? What are they, I think I said it last week. Anyone looking at Nank? It's probably a bit of a wank. Did you have Nank in your top four? Uh, sh- oh, shut up. I, I think you did. Top. Now I had Mummy as my fifth, and I said Nank was a contender. But you know what, Corey's oh, only about eighteen. There's only eighteen ruckmen in the competition. The other boys must have had him in there then. There's yeah, well, there's eighteen ruckmen in the competition, and he's better than English. I can tell you that he's better than uh, the What's Nank oh, way? Yeah, yeah, probably sub hundred. Actually, he might be wrong. <laughs> I de- he'd definitely be, <laughs> be pushing three years. He might be pushing four. Yeah, he's 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 a unit. Uh, he could run through me, that's for sure. Um, move on to Sydney and the Gold Coast Suns. The name I brought up in the Sydney podcast, I actually think I mentioned his name last week, Ryan Clark, mate. He had a great game on the Thank weekend. You. Yeah, 129 disposals. i tell you what, I remember when it happened and remember when prices were released, I'm almost certain me and you spoke about him. Yeah, we did. No, we definitely did because at 350k and because... There was something early in the preseason that said he was lighting up the track and that he was going to be submerged into the midfield. And we thought, well, uh, kind of North Melbourne, or ex-North Melbourne player now, mid-pricer, earmarked and specifically targeted by the Swans who pretty much automatically make people better footballers. We thought, ooh, if we can see solid midfield time, which we find this from the weekend, mind you, his first JLT was pretty poor, but... I mean, if he was able to produce this last week, we'd be having a lot more serious conversation about him. I don't think we can do it on the back of one game, though. Yeah, and all the other value there. Would you blame for someone from going to a Robertson to Ryan Clark as a bit of a smoky? Would I blame them? Would I blame? What do you mean by would I blame them? Would you blame them? Would you... Have a go at them? Not condone, not the word. Would you... Support them doing it? Mm, that's almost... Too much encouragement. <laughs> what can would we I, like, what can give we it like, the bomb stick of approval? That's way too much would encouragement. I, <laughs> <laughs> would you be like, yeah, all right. Yeah, okay, yeah, I understand. Yeah, that. I can see where you're going yeah. with it. I can see where you're going with it. Um, <laughs> I, I personally wouldn't flirt with it myself, though, Corey. Um, oh, it's not our team. I don't really care. 
Well, well, let's just hope people do it then. But, I mean, you know, I'm actually a big fan of the jumper number he was. I mean, he was given number four. He was given Hannah's old number. So there must be some sort of element of respect uh, kind of given immediately to him, I think, to kind of hand out that jersey. When he was there, they're probably just like, how, how quick is this guy? Is as quick as this guy? <laughs> yeah, take the jumper, yeah. <laughs> anyway, how often do you get injured? Three times a year? Yeah, no, number four. Oh, yeah, this is a good one for you. This is a good one for you. <laughs> This one, he spent a lot of time in the rehab room. Um, nah, but look, no, you couldn't. I don't think I could anyway at this stage support someone doing it. But I could see where they're going with it. And you know what? We're bound to miss someone this year. And maybe Clark might be the one that, you know, Captain Ironsight will tell us we probably should have had more of a look at. Um, Lloyd only played 65% time on ground the first game. Late withdrawal in this one. Anything to worry about? Nah. Why would you worry about that at all? Just making sure. Ah, he's he's fine. Don't worry about that. He'll be there round one. What's and, his uh, ownership? You got it. You got Supercoach open. Well, I do. So I've just L, 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 how many L's do I got to put in? Because I got to go. Twenty-five. Twenty-six. 26 Oh, 26%. in four teams. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant you're taking a guess at his ownership. No, twenty-five L's. Gotcha. Saying twenty-six L's, but that almost worked pretty well. 6% of the same. So fairly highly owned. If I was in that 26%, I'd, I wouldn't be too concerned by it. Um, I mean, obviously, biggest Lloyd fan there was last year. I can actually call him a love child of mine, actually. Um, me and his mum used to... No, nah, I'm kidding about me and his yeah, mum. Yeah, uh, Lloyd's actually... It'd be actually probably like me, two, two people <laughs> in your little love child circle. A couple of years have a look at us, and there's like 40 of us, and just you, Lloyd, and I don't think you got anyone else, to be honest. Maybe Merritt. Zach Merritt, yeah, Zach Merritt's uh, but yeah, just, and obviously Sam Walsh has uh, joined in on just, the Just the three of us. Yeah, just hey, that's all we need. We're, we're a tight knit family, Gory, uh, just as we are in the, in the, in the elites. Anyways, um, but no, look, I'm a big Lloyd fan. Um, just think 600's a lot to pay, particularly when we're paying, you know, nearly 700. Gorn, they're paying 700 for Grundy. There's McRae at that price. Cripper's like 650. Like uh, Danger's 660. Like there's a lot of players uh, 650 plus. It just means that tight needs to be uh, tight. Money needs to be pulled in um, in other areas. And I think doing like a Lloyd down to a Whitfield, if you're only running one or the other, is a smart way to kind of save some money. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Callum Mills, man. Yep. Happy with it. Yeah, no, and certainly someone that I think uh, we could be bringing in to round out our, our defence at some point. I mean, this midfield time's doing wonders for his supercoach scoring. Um, he has not been spoken about enough, in my opinion. And the thing I enjoy the most about him is his ability to kind of still get around the ground and, and take marks. Because although these little uncontested marks, you might only get one or two points for him. When you do eight of them a game, the points bloody add up. Don't you worry about that. Yeah, uh, I, I really like him. I love the pick. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm actually shocked that he's not picked in more teams, but he, for me, is worth the extra twenty k as opposed to Zach Williams. I strongly agree to that, and yeah. that's why I'm shocked. If he was four oh seven, he'd be locked. Yeah, which is only twenty k when you think yeah. about it. Eight percent of teams at the moment for Mills. Eight. Eight. Wow. Compared to Williams, what do you reckon Williams is running at? Uh, I reckon twenty. Well, you'd reckon you'd be pretty close, but you'd still be 50% off, so add another 50 to that. 30? 30, 30% of teams, Williams, yeah. Oh, wow. Because people, you know what people do, Corey? People see JLT1 and they see, 
Oh, he played half the game. He had 20 touches. What, he scored 70, 80? Oh, he is. He would have scored 140 that game. Yeah, he score that every week. No. He's going to probably have only 21 touches the week yeah, after and still score 70. Super worried. He only played half a JLT game in. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, anyway, we spoke about that on, on yeah, section one. Yeah. But Wood strongly, and you're doing it too. So you got the SC Elite's uh, sort of podcast tick of approval here. Callum Mills over um, Zach Williams, if you want to. Yeah. Well, I think you'll end up with more points doing it, and you'll probably... I'd, I'd happily take that head-to-head head, head bet on the yeah. year. Easy. I'd be comfortable with that, too. Yeah. Um, Isaac Heaney, mate, went down. What was the ankle he went down with? And he played 57% game time, 70 supercoach points from 12 disposals. Um, it should be good for round one, by all reports. Any Anything to worry about? No, nothing to worry about. He'll be fine. Uh, it's all precautionary stuff. Um, yep. No need to worry about it. Give it any more thoughts. He's been there since day one, and he, and he won't move. Yeah. Um, just side one, down. one of those probably plays next to Patrick Dangerfield that has not shifted from my team at all. Yep. Uh, Lukey Parker, 128 from these 25 disposals. Man, not too yeah. bad. Um, let's, let's not forget, I mean, they played Gold Coast, who are obviously not a big scoring team. I think half their, I'm pretty sure half their players scored sub-50 on the game, and, and probably 70% of their players scored sub-60, to be honest. Crazy. Yeah. Did not play a Ruckman. <laughs> they played Jared Witts, what are you talking about? No, Sydney. Oh, yeah, well, they did have a Lee Relief. No, no, yeah, no. And? No, no one, so we go to Ruckman and played the game. Let me tell you, uh, what's his mind? What's his name? Um, Longmire. He was very, very impressed with Aaliyah and what he had to offer around the ground and around the contest. Spoke very, very highly of his game in the Ruck, and I wonder, I just wonder, Think about this. If they are able to kind of provide support to Grundy and these types in the back line, and imagine a Max Gorn who sits a kick behind the ball and is able to intercept the mark beautifully. Someone like Aaliyah Lear coming in from the ruck, doesn't have to worry actually about a direct opponent floating into contests, might actually be able to generate some good intercept points. But realistically, I don't see him playing ruck. Imagine he was solo ruck for the year. He'd be a lockdown back. Oh, he, genuinely, he would. Yeah. Yeah. But can't see it happening either. No. Um, Nick Blakey, he's one that I just... I wish he was 117k. So do I. He'd be, a, he'd be a lock. We probably couldn't pay it. Um, Not again, 166. Longmire's presser uh, post-game um, kind of suggested he doesn't know what's going to happen with Blakey round one. Um, and I think what he was getting at, he mentioned actually Tom McCartan uh, coming back into the team. So maybe they feel they can only play one of those... Um, inexperienced type uh, forward line players or taller forward line players, and that might be because Sam Reed is on the park. So, but I mean, Sam Sam Reed might even get injured between now and round one, to be honest. So maybe he will get a debut, but uh, it's kind of a, a tread carefully situation at one sixty six k. Got to talk about. We we'll jump across to the Gold Coast now. Got to talk about the one thing that you were super worried about, and that was with uh, our forward line options not looking the goods or potentially not getting a game around one and Burgess done himself no favours. He'll play round one, don't you worry about that. Yeah, I mean, the can you pick him at 123k? You can and you can have him sitting on your point. That's okay. He doesn't need to start on field. I hate, I hate those kind of players. He's probably going to sit up forward and score 30s or 40s every week. What did you think he was going to do prior to this game? Well, I didn't have him. I've never had him on my team so okay, I don't yeah. worry about it. And I spoke about last week about him kind of being that emergency option and when Noah Bolter went out, Burgess actually came in, and he scored worse than Noah Bolter, but I think he's getting a game. I'm not concerned yeah. about that. Well, he'll play. 
they yeah. they got no one else who can play as well. Uh, Sam Collins, I don't I don't reckon read anything into it. I got no worries there. What what, did, what who went injured? Uh, who's there for the season? Thompson, Rory Thompson. Does yeah. that does that worry you about Collins' new position that he might have to play at like a fullback or something? Yeah, he may have to play more of a lockdown role, so it doesn't impact his super coach. Yeah, wish we got to see one more hit out because if he had a hit out just like the one we've seen, I, I probably wouldn't be as confident in starting him on field. I mean, one eighty eight is a pretty big premium to pay, um, and if push comes to shove, I may even have to contemplate getting rid of him should I need the few extra dollars. But at this stage, he's sitting in there, and maybe it's well, maybe it'll be a blessing in disguise by just kind of having him having him sitting there and not seeing him play another game because he might be able to come out and uh, score a 70, 80. But I think one of the most important things we got from this round of JRT calls was that um, we got a reality check because I think there was so much spoken about the rookies and last year, and I think this just sends people up the wrong way because they're starting to think now, oh, can this rookie all of a sudden average 80? Mm-hmm. And we're talking about... Probably players like Noah Bolton. That's what people think of players like Noah Bolton. This sort of stuff. No, I mean they, these are these are rookies. I mean if they if they've averaged sixty on a year, you're relatively content with that. Yeah. And and it's probably a good thing to get a reality check uh, through players like Sam Collins in this instance here. So we're not too disappointed when they actually pump out these numbers during the regular season. No, you, you talk about it early early on. You you have to expect that from rookies. They're not playing <laughs> AFL, <laughs> like, or not rookie Sam Collins is a cash cow. He's played AFL before, but obviously delisted and come back in. You're gonna any score that you takes over seventy should. No, I was gonna say something inappropriate then, but just should make you feel very, very happy. <laughs> Give you a little bit of euphoria. Yeah. That you're trying to get out there. Yeah, yeah. join yeah. the circle and cuddle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. It's it should have you feeling you should be you should be content with anything over uh, sorry anything over fifty you should be content with so <laughs> oh, I'm done. What about Pierce Hanley, mate? We might be off air after this. Um, uh, we won't be done for the uh, Pierce Hanley. No, I mean, gee, you talk about injury prone people, you can't get anywhere near Pierce Hanley. Come on, I, I was seeing I seen on Twitter the other day. I can't remember who it was. I was trying to talk him up, saying he could come back. He's you know. Had to deal with a lot over the last couple of years. I thought maybe he must have had like 30 disposals or something, but he had 16. So yeah, but look at his game on yeah, his time, time on ground, ground, 54%. Yeah. yeah well, so what do we say? That means 152 Supercoach points played one game. He's technically averaging 152. Oh, he's underpriced. Right, get him. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Uh, Lockie Whitfield out. So. <laughs> You're laughing, you're laughing. <laughs> um, oh, how good would it be to have Harrison Week dead set? It would Jack- be real convenient right now, that's for sure. Jackie Bowe's doing nothing. Corey Alice is just on ice until he's ready to go. Uh, Miles, elephant in the room. Um, out for Brad Crouch. That's what happened to him. I mean, 14 touches, 11 of them contested. And six clearances, scored 35. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, uh, how bad could you be with the ball? That could be a trap within itself. Because we may look at this. disposal efficiency. Yeah, Corey, we may look at this and say, oh, 14 touches, 11 contested, yeah. 6 clearances, and he scored 35, trade him out. But I think that there might be an anomaly, if yeah. you know that. Yeah, yeah that yeah. might be an anomaly. And it might be the thing that deters 
people away, and for those that stuck by him, they might be paid off. Next week, goes and sits in the midfield, has 32 and scores. Are we injury? Yeah, well, I mean, we won't have super coach numbers next week, but it'll be interesting to see what these... Because I think there'll be another dose of intra-club games next week, so it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens in that space. Where he plays and... Or, you know, well, you know, even just pure numbers. I mean, I'm not that concerned about how where much, he plays. How much could you look at a player going and beating up on his B-grade Gold Coast team? Well... I mean, he's got to play Carlton at some stage, doesn't he? Yeah, but as an intra club, because like, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I play the A team and the B team. Yeah, they certainly yeah. would. So that's why it's 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 more about you know numbers and and that sort of thing. And you know, you want to see really dominant kind of numbers, and you want to make sure he's playing in the A team and not the B team. Yeah. Man, if he's in the B team, they're in a dark place. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a low number in number two, so that can only mean good things. They're for legit him. not winning a game this year. I'll, I'll categorically take you on for a bet with that if, you, if you're thinking about that. I mean, I'd, I'd hey, did want, you see? I want odds. There was, so. there was some team that kind of came out. Uh, I know I was posting their Supercoach chat. Someone did their ladder predictor. Not a Supercoach admin. Someone who's meant to have half a amount of knowledge about them. I don't know if you recall who it was, Corey. But oh, they, reckon, they reckon Carlton will win the Wooden Spoon and Gold Coast will finish second last. That's an absolute piss take. And I got a, I actually got a little bit offended by that because yeah, I, so I thought, well, we got Sam Walsh, so we must be good for 18. What are you doing? Point. Winning negative <laughs> games? <laughs> I'll have to find out what that is. Uh, so who, who kind of released it? Uh, off the scroll. Who are they going to beat? They'll beat someone, Corey. They'll beat someone. The round, round uh, 23 rest side. That gets fielded. Yeah, you know, like three or a couple of years ago and they fielded no one. Ah, uh, yeah. Except every team gets a rest in round 20. Uh, no, they get the week off afterwards. The week, the week off afterwards. But didn't someone else exploit that? Was it last year, North. the year before? North? North. Yeah. yeah. Took the double week. Then they got pumped by West Coast, didn't they? In the first... Yeah, they got pummeled. Not yeah. pumped. Pummeled. Yeah, good. Serves them right. Yeah. Uh, doggies and St. Kilda. Uh, flip across to the Doggies. We'll start down there. Man... When you want to mess with my head anymore, you bloody <laughs> Josh Dunkley goes out and does that. Uh, I could just tell by the frustration that you'd expressed over the weekend that you were not happy with um, with what he with what he produced, just because it just, just the question marks that it kind of posed. And um, well, who knows? I don't know if you saw Corey last week. Uh, well, I don't know if you saw it last week, but. Old mate Bev uh, didn't see Dunkley on the halfback flank. Uh, I'm not sure what, what Bev was on last week. Reckon he could play halfback flank and uh, didn't see him on there, Corey. Couldn't see him on the back flank. Saw him in the guts, though. It's good just to have him around, mate. The aura, <laughs> no, the aura that Bev produced was uh, second class. Uh, I, 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 I can't believe we haven't even started off by apologizing for the uh, the old lickety dickety my fingers that he, that he dropped at some point there. Do you know they just stopped crap, laughing man. about that, too? <laughs> <laughs> I was fairly complicit. Oh, anyways, let's talk about Supercoach. We'll have a conversation about how much I was listening to that. That was so good, though. Uh, Dunkley's game, man. He's still only went at 58%. Uh, disposal efficiency. He's he's gone at forty-seven game one, fifty-eight game two. Tackles in the guts. If he kicked the ball properly or used the ball properly last week, he would have scored one thirty-one forty. Yeah, man. Oh, I mean, I, I can't, man. I can't, I can't, I can't counteract that. And, and we've said this: we, we've got a real Robbie Gray situation on our hand here. Play midfield, get points. Play forward, don't get as many points. And um, 
Do you know the thing though is I actually don't think he's a good forward player. Like he's he's not Robbie Gray talent in the forward line. Not Robbie Gray. Not Toby Green. I might regret saying this because I might just talk you into him. But what I'll suggest is that the round two JLT is a more accurate reflection of what you're going to see round one in terms of player roles. Uh, Dunkley in. Yeah, and and I was hesitant to say that because I knew you would do that, and I know you'll come back to blame me if it happens. But oh, I've got to blame someone. I think that statement is true. Yeah. No, I agree with the statement. The statement, yeah. of course, is true. Yeah. He's he's just such. I think he's such a good midfielder. Is he, he just being punished by the fact that they've got so many other midfielders that can't play anywhere else on the ground? Well, I think all of their other midfielders have probably played in other positions just for the sake of it. I mean, Bont should be in the midfield more. I'm yeah, not sure true. why Hunter's there. Hunter could be a pretty crafty small four. Oh, but the, he should just stand on a wing. Yeah. Oh, lucky Hunter. Wallace shouldn't even be playing league football. Oh, it's, I agree. He's, I think... Well, his GLT numbers would probably argue against that, but um, <laughs> I'm not a huge Mitch Wallace fan. Neither. He's put up some good supercoach numbers the first two. He's probably going to be top six come season two. <laughs> um, Might be a good But I, look, I think I think that's probably a more. I mean, I'm not. I don't watch Mitch Wallace very closely. Good in and under. See, because they've got Libba and Wallace. I think they're too similar. Yeah, Libba's a lot better though. Mm. Strongly yeah. agree. I think Libba's a freak. 87 from 71% on the weekend, oh, 21 so touches, 13 of them contested, 7 clearances in that. I'll tell you now, you don't have to leave it. Do yourself a favour and go and get it. I was, about, I was just about to say, so I was just having to sip my drink, just thinking, yep. I was going to ask you, is Liberal a lock? And then I'm like, oh, I might tone it down a little bit because he's got 700 other mid-price players. So I was just uh, going to say, do you currently have Liver? But He's the, he's the pick of the bunch. Question. Yeah. Honestly, he's the pick of the bunch. Oh, I strongly you run, agree. If you run one mid-price this year, it's Tom Libertoro. At the price, too. Yeah. It's so nicely priced. Well, if we're going to consider price, we'll, we'll put Sam Walsh in there, won't we? But, uh, yeah, he's no, we'll, still falls we'll into the cash cow category. Really? Oh, oh, no, actually, I thought he was a premium in the premium category for a second. <laughs> uh, no, Tom Libertoro. Yeah, no, we got to, we got to get to that non-goal kick, too, so we'll <laughs> open with that when we get there, but... Um, now, nah, I look. I strongly agree. I think I actually think you have to have Libba. Yep. And this is about that conversation where I've never looked at that many mid prices. I don't think we've ever had this many play like quality, Damn. quality super coach players that could yeah. um, at such a discounted price. I know they're injury prone and it's so risky. But what's his ownership? I'll let you get it and I'll keep talking. We'll move on. I'll talk about Bonds and Pally because. Dead set. I think he's had a great JLT. 30 disposals in the first game, 24 in the second. 96 super coach points from 89% time on ground. I think the time on ground stats a good one to look at for Bont over the first two games. I can't see him going to the bench too much this year. I yeah, I mean, he's going to do a lot go, of work. Yeah, up forward line. Yeah. And I think that, that is his bench, and that's what they'll say to him. Go sit at full forward. That is your but forward line. He's also getting enough numbers to kind of suggest he's running through the midfield enough to I th- even... I seriously think he's gone through the midfield a lot more early okay, in this JLT yeah. than he did last year. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be an interesting one. I mean, they did have um, Shaki back in the team that they didn't have in there last week, um, which maybe provided a, a sort of a bigger target for him. Um, so that may have helped. And But he had 30 touches, didn't he, last week? And, last week, oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, anyways... 
Um, no, look, Bontempelli is a, is, a, is a good pick. Um, I just I'm gonna hate to admit it, but I think McRae is probably just a better pick at the moment. Um, Liver's owned by 31%, of course. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I like the Bont pick as a left-field one, but yeah, Libertor, uh, Libertore. Um, McRae's clearly the pick of the midfield there. And then you got Libba. You probably can't run three. Have you got McRae at the moment? Yeah, and I'm so happy that I do, to be honest. I, I've, my confidence, and you look at players above 600,000, and there's a fair few of them there, mid-only mid kind of options, obviously, I'm speaking about here. Mitchell, we can't pick. Um, McRae, Locke, Cripps, Locke, Oliver, Locke. The other three, who are fairly more popularly owned as well, uh, five in 23%, I'm not touching it. Kelly, 16, I'm not touching that. And Neil, I'm refusing to touch at the moment at 18% too. I've got Lockie Neil over McRae at the moment just because I can't get the coins to go to him. And I'm not getting rid of Neil, so McRae's not coming to my team. And I would have to find a way to go Crouch to McRae. Yeah, and that's a lot of money. Well, which Crouch? To Matt. Uh, Matt. It's a lot of money. That's too nearly much. One I, I, I can't find it. It's impossible. Um, that would legit mean me going Dunkley down to a 400k player. Got Dunkley. Well, well, yeah, there is a. To be honest, there's Someone a. Uh, there might be someone in the Carlton Collingwood game that might interest you. We may get to a bit later. Yeah, I kind of uh, eased up a little bit this week, but um, yeah. So Dunkley was Meningala just before you told me to go get him before. So <laughs> I couldn't continue the podcast without going and picking him. Just, probably be an Australian, um, mate. The, probably the most important bulldog there. He uh, weighs ticked over just over a hundred kilos. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. What a game! Forty-five percent time on ground for eighty-five supercoach points. Yeah, the the points per minute is obviously pretty high, and obviously it's it's off the per minute clearly as well. Jesus, he's over those hundred gigs. Um, hey, you might have been—I I know I ridicule you for it, but you might have been onto something. He, he's tipped the scales, and he might just be tipping uh, a few more teams into selecting him. I would have thought. Tim English, I tell you what, in watch out for the uh, the draft <laughs> podcast tomorrow night. <laughs> If it's a two Ruckman draft and I'm getting towards that back end, I know who I'm picking. I'm just bringing out the prospectus tomorrow and having a look at the weight section. Ah, uh, that'd be wrong, though, because he only just ticked over 100. Oh, that was pre-published. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Caleb Daniel done me a big favour. We're scoring 52 this week, so that was pretty good. Done a big favour. <laughs> yeah, because that role change looked legit. Um, but, yeah, you cannot go and select. The, I think Western Bulldogs is one of the most premium Supercoach-relevant teams there is. You reckon? Yeah, they offer so much, like, Supercoach players everywhere. There's probably three at the moment that I'd consider. What? Premium. T-word being premium. Tim English. <laughs> Dunkley, Tim English, Caleb Tim English, and Tim English. Yeah, yeah. No, done. Um, Tim English, breakfast Tim English, lunch Tim English. <laughs> Tim English. <laughs> you, for, you forgot. Uh, no, I was going to say that. Yeah, I was going to say the, the, the Frodo quote. Uh, the Frodo quote. Lord of the Rings quote, but I forgot what it actually was. So, uh, you forgot second breakfast. Not a Lord of the Rings fan. Doesn't work. Okay, let's go. Move on. Um... <laughs> I'm just dropping these jokes one a week at the moment. <laughs> we are a shamble. A uh, bit disappointed not to see Benny Kavara feature. Yeah, no, nah, and again, one of those changes that needed to be made up forward as well. So again, you think you need to succumb to the idea that 
Kavara at some point will be a downgrade option for us, and yeah, you need to start playing teams without that 117k option there. Uh, St Kilda. Um, we'll jump across to St Kilda now. I thought they played great football. Mate, in terms of our Supercoach teams, I think we've lost an awesome bargain in Dylan Robertson. But how shit is this for the young man? And for the footy club, well, it must be it must be a scary thing to endure. Um, the the anxiety it would produce around performance. I mean, you're on you you are on the big stage. I mean, it would be embarrassing enough having something like this happen. You're walking in your local Woolies or Coles, who, let's be honest, uh, should be sponsoring us, and we can only run with one of those uh, things uh, moving forward. Um, but I doubt anyone from there from there's listening. But I mean, imagine doing, you know, in front of 20,000, 30,000 people, the anxiety this would invoke in, in the, in the blood. I mean, I'm actually concerned for, you know, even his, his mental, the mental health side of this. I mean, I mean, I think the anxiety that's attached to it, and I mean, I'm not suggesting we're not picking him because I think it's going to have an impact on his mental health. But what I'm suggesting is that they actually had a player go to him, the dogs, um, as well, listening to, I mean, I didn't catch a lot of the game, but listening to the post-match presser, obviously Richo spoke a fair bit about Dylan Robertson, and he said that he was pretty happy with his performance, but he just didn't feel right at the end of the game. And so he just went up to the docks, and he just said to the docks, look, I'm you know, just feeling you know, a little bit faint, and these kind of things. So um, Richo believes he is okay. He'll be, you know, the due diligence will be done. He'll go off every kind of test possible. But... I guess it just does raise the question that the reality of this irregular heartbeat, you know, whatever it is, it gets to the point where it's obviously it, it can impact him. He apparently only had he was he did a stress test on the heart. Um, I think that's where they put all that sort of you know all the fluid into you and they can measure all that. It's very sciencey that sort of stuff. But I mean, on, on, he did that on Tuesday and passed it with flying colours, and yet you know, not even a week later. Um, he's gotten through the game, which is good, and apparently he's in, in good health, which is good. But, I mean, is it related to that? We don't know. Or was he just purely physically exhausted? Because that's also an option here. Mm. Could he just be purely physically exhausted from a game of football? Is that not out of the realms of possibility and we are just jumping to way too many conclusions? Definitely could be. But the main thing is, is just hope he's all right. Well wishes. It's... Last year, what happened was a freak, freak event that you probably won't see on a footy field again in the near future. But yeah, you just got to send best wishes with Dil Rob. Hopefully, he's okay. I'd I'd love to see it. Like you said, I'd love to see it just be fatigue or something, and he's available round one. Um, I there's probably a one percent chance of happening because there's no way they would take his health or well-being um, at risk. But yeah, just for him as a person, as a footballer, I know he's very loved down there at St Kilda. Um, but yeah, well wishes for him in the future. I'd never been, I don't think I'd ever let you talk me into someone as much as you'd talk me into Dylan Robertson as well. He was an absolute lock in my team. Until this. Until and this, yeah. that's, that's the reality for me, is that with a few other mid-prices floating around in my team, I feel like I need to minimise risk where possible, and unfortunately I'm using this as justification for taking him out. Um, and you know what? Aside from that, 24 touches, 7 marks. Um, gone on 87%. Only scored 68. Mm. I still think mm. he was good, though. Um, yeah. Nick Hind. Reckon he's done enough for around one game? Yeah, I, I think we're going to see both Hind and Parker. And they're both sitting on my pines at the moment in, in my team. Again, Richo's press conference. Pretty happy with him. Again, spoke about Parker's pressure. He was wrapped with Parker's game. I know he didn't... Uh, 
you know, set the world on, on fire. Took a beautiful mark in the, in the first quarter where he hit the post as well. But he um, he was the, the thing around him, and I said it last week, is it's all about pressure acts, and he was ranked third highest for the game for pressure acts. Um, Richo was speaking about that in his presser, and again, specifically stated that what this allows him to do is push Gresham and Billings up the field. And I think that's good things, particularly for Billings, which we might speak about in a sec. But I think given that we're 100% going to see Parker again, and any time they ask about Parker, Richo just seems to work Hind into the same conversation. So even though we only saw 53% game time from Hind, I think we're a pretty good chance to see him feature round one too. Yeah. I haven't been impressed. I haven't been not impressed. He uses the ball pretty well, which is pretty good. But the fact that they're just not playing for more minutes, that was something that I wanted to see. Um, but maybe then they've got enough from Hind and, and reckon he's ready to go. Jack Steele, bumps. There's a lot of the community that are getting pretty excited about him. Um, I know he's 512k. Can you give me kind of the upside and the downside to a pick like Steele at that price and what you think we're going to get from him? Well, you know, I just spoke about kind of the pressure acts and uh, he was ranked number one for the game, Corey, for, for pressure acts. And Richo's comments actually were pretty funny at the end of the game. He goes, um, oh, you know, Parker was number three for pressure acts, but, you know, Jack Steele was number one. I oh, wouldn't take too much... Uh, oh, sorry, I wouldn't read too much into that because Jack Steele is always number one for pressure acts. So... He's always going to tackle. He's always going to win contested footy. He accumulates the ball. It's just a matter of whether he's going to kind of do enough to do enough super coach worthy type things, if, if that kind of makes sense, and, and impact games. His game is tailored, I think, towards AFL fantasy a lot more than it is towards super coach. And at the end of the day, five twelve is, is a big price to pay for someone like this. Um, you know, who did we speak about just earlier? It was sitting around for Jager Amir, wasn't it? Um, yeah, and Taranto, yes. And, and Taranto and Angus Brayshaw. And that might even be an exercise within itself. We've got those four. Who do you go one, two, three, four? Oh, um, uh, what was it? Brayshaw, Steele, Taranto, Jager. Uh, uh, one, Brayshaw, two, Taranto, three, Steele, four, Jager. See, I'll go Brayshaw, Steele, Jaeger, Taranto. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyways, but I, I think uh, all in all, that's kind of what Jack Steele provides to you. I mean, I wouldn't be moving heaven and earth to kind of get him into my team. I'd comfortably play 100 less. Play? Pay. I'd comfortably pay 100 less and pick up a Brad Crouch or pay 100 more and select a Lockie Neal. Seems to be a lot of... I can't really fathom why people pick someone like Steele. I, I think not enough people, when they're picking players, ask themselves, can this man genuinely finish as a top 10 midfielder? I think sometimes people just want to say, I started him. I got him. <laughs> I got him when it was the time. You can't claim him because you picked him up in round 14 when he was averaging 107, and I started the year with him, and I only paid 512 k yeah. yeah, sometimes do you think there's a bit of that about it? I don't know. Yeah. Ego's getting away. I'm not too sure. I know it's almost like a you know I see the price at five twelve. I want to be a front runner kind yeah. of thing as well. I don't know. I don't know. If you see Jack still being a top ten pick, by all means take it. I can't, and I think you're getting sucked into JLT's cause. There'll be a draft bolter though. Oh, he has a draft option and a half. Yeah. Um, Jack Billings, mate. 
you spoke about what Parker. I don't know. Was it on this podcast or off this Parker? It would have been off. Yeah. What oh, Parker? No, if you if you listen to my last play five minutes before, you'd notice yeah. that I've, I've spoken about. Yeah, and that was more. Okay, Nick Hines. Sorry, Jesus. Just tuned out. Um. Yeah, Billings. Go. Well, I mean, I don't need to say anything more than what the other players in the team offer for Billings pushing up the field. And I think when he pushes up the field, we uh, we're inclined to see more scores. Um. They're acceptable by forward standards from Jack Billings. I mean, I'm not sure if he's at the level where he's going to score enough 110-plus type scores, um, but he might be pushing that kind of area the better St Kilda get. So it's a wait and see from me, but you know, don't really blame people for picking him. Chance of top six? Uh, slim. Yeah, give me a number. Uh, 15%. Oh, it's a lot higher than I'd give him. I reckon five. Mm. Yeah. That's, it'll be a log jam between six and ten, I reckon. Yeah. Absolute log jam. And that's why, because when we're talking about, you know, one to, you know, or, or zero to one, one and a half points per game, there's not much in it. I mean, you can really categorise any of them as, as top six kind of in that sort of bracket, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, must touch on Paddy McCann, too. Poor bugger. Oh, another concussion. Yeah. It's... Enough's uh, you know, enough's enough. <laughs> yeah, stop it, concussion. You evil well, you know, thing. You know what's funny? I mean, the bloke's got other medical issues. Uh, yeah, diabetes. You know, yeah, bloke's got diabetes and that sort of stuff. And you know what? I, I just wonder if sometimes uh, the the diabetes uh, might sort of impact uh, the concussion and that sort of thing. And maybe we're not necessarily being told the full story around this. Okay, that's not saying I know anything. That's but a story I'm just, for another day. Just suggesting. Uh, Jack Nunes, one seventeen. That was alright. I don't think you get that all the time. But Matty Parker, thirty six, uh, super coach points, eight disposal, eighty eight percent. You dislike him as a bench option because you know he's going to be there, don't you? Yeah. Yep. That's enough time for that. West Coast and the Fremantle Dockers. We'll start with the Coasters because it was easier for me to click on them. Uh, Francis Watson didn't play, which is a shame. He's was too busy in the cuddle circle. Um, hey, and even with Brad Shepard getting injured as well, you thought maybe there's a backline spot opening up and they still didn't go with him. Annoying. Deep, deep team. Shannon Hearn, man. We, I think we really need to consider him. He looked awesome again. That's two weeks in a row that I've been really impressed with his game. Um, I think I'm not worried about his score. I'm talking about his game. I think he's going to float around the 100 mark on average for the year. He's, I think he is. He's doing a lot of things that I'm really liking. There's a lot of teams that have picked him. He's taking kicks. He's high up the ground. He, the ball's in his hand. Um, 26 disposals at 81. You've got to remember they did play free on a game that they were very dominant in too. I think in kind of closer matches, those points are going to be a little bit more inflated. Um, I think he's going to do more with them. They're going to be more penetrating is probably what I should say. I'm a big fan of Shannon Hearn this year. I'm, I don't have the cojones to pick him, but I will not knock anyone who starts a year with him. I'll, I'll pick him when he almost forces me to pick him, but until he does it, I'm not going anywhere near it. What do you thought? What do you think he's going to average for the year? Oh, mid to low 90s. Okay. Yep. And I don't think that's enough to justify the selection at the start of the year. For last year, yeah. I, I, I just like what I said. I don't know if I've watched too much West Coast in the last couple of weeks, but everything is um, Shannon Hearn. You know what you might be doing? 
because Collingwood lost the flag to West Coast, you might just be pumping up that team a lot going, more than... Uh, going for a real hard time. Yeah, so you, you're trying to justify the loss in the grand final, but just saying, oh, well, they're probably just going to win the next 18 flag. You know, I, I, to I run into them. still can't watch that game. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I cannot watch it. Uh, well, you, you, you tell me someone who's re-watched a grand final... Um, who's not probably the winning supporter, so you're, you're not alone in that. Uh, maybe me. But you reckon there's a few other kinds of supporters? I think, I've, I think I've rewatched 2011. Well, well, actually, when you think about it, we've probably got a few on the admin staff here at the Elite, so I probably <laughs> wouldn't mind reviewing a few past games. 19, 14. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, we're talking about you know random round twenty games in two thousand two though. Anyways, that's some type story for number. Smitty's put together a good spreadsheet. Loves a bit of historical football. Uh, oh, I don't know who you. Well, you must have been referring to Smitty because I didn't refer to anyone in that <laughs> section that I was talking about. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure you weren't. <laughs> Dom Sheed, mate. Look, let's talk about him. He's had seventy nine possessions in two weeks. One hundred and forty four. One hundred and thirty four. Don't know how factually this is. I've seen a statement. Didn't drop below 100 in the final series. Yeah, probably so that's, true. that's six rounds of plus 100 scores at 400k. That, that's also no, um, what's his name, Andrew Gaff during probably the back end last year. And I know Gaff played the game, um, was it last week? Did he play yep. in the league? Yeah, yeah. Gaff played. Yeah, Gaff played. Shuey played. Uh, did Shuey play? Shuey played. Yeah, Shuey played. Yeah, Shuey played well actually. Um, and who's the other one? Oh, Elliot Yo. Um, yeah. but again, reduced midfield minutes. I'm not buying into it. Well, that's the long and the short of it. Is um, scream, scream, scream. JLT height. So, scream it. He's not top eight. He's not top twelve. He's three ninety four k. He's not averaging a hundred. In my opinion, anyway, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. So be it. Don't give a shit. But I'll be more. I'll be. I'll be right more often than I'll be wrong in this situation. I'm saying stay quick. I don't think I've ever seen a player do that though. Well, uh, maybe you should review a few more historical games. <laughs> Grab the ball forty times in both JLT games. It's... Well. Did he? Did he grab it forty times in both games? Didn't you say he had seventy nine possessions? That's oh, impossible. My God. Uh, you know, well, he might have grabbed it in the pre-game warm-up, mate. <laughs> well, in that case, he's grabbed it and got tackled. He hasn't disposed of it. <laughs> he had a possession. He didn't have a disposal. He's had seventy-nine oh, disposals, disposals, eight mate. possessions. Oh, did I say? Eight? Yeah, yeah, damn. All right, cool. Anyway, <laughs> what about those who are looking at, like, seriously, can thinking, can thinking? Good word. Considering. <laughs> Tom Sheed, like... No, well, you can look elsewhere for me. Oh, you probably stand a little bit different on that, but for me, you can look elsewhere. I wouldn't touch him with your side, but... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's a zinger. I, like that one. <laughs> um, I don't know, though. I, I want to. I Are don't you? want to. No, I don't. <laughs> you wouldn't even touch him with my side. Yeah, so really, he's I not just, even in your realm of it, it, it just... Stinks of JLT scare, but I, I think I'm buying too much into that. Probably. Uh, a braver man than me will select him, and I hope it works for you. That's where I want to leave that one. Make sure not. Spoiled. Yeah, Elliot Yo is a non-option. I think. Yep, uh, we've covered that plenty in the, in the preseason. Yeah, just wanted to rub it in again, um, and I still think Gaff's an option when he comes back though. 
I do. Hey, and good on Brayshaw for, uh, you know, it was a nice moment, I think, at the end of the game there. It just shows that, you know, there's no kind of, not not maybe love lost is the incorrect phrase, but there's no kind of hatred between the two. They'll shake hands, you know, had a bit of a chat after the game and whatnot. So. I'm pretty sure they're family friends outside of the bloody club anyway. Yeah, well, if apparently, uh, you know, the, the people you fight with the most are your family, so I don't know. Yep. don't know why that's relevant, but I just thought I'd throw that in. No, no, it's a, it's a nice little moment. It was it was a pretty dark. It was a dark day in Andrew Gass' career for it was un, and it was uncharacteristic. Yeah, so, and good on, I mean, good on Brayshaw. I mean, he had a good game himself. You know, he's had twenty two touches, uh, eleven contested. Let's uh, hope he becomes him. better than his brother because his brother seems to be rising to the crop at the moment. <laughs> um. Oh my God! I didn't realize oh. how many ruck options West Coast have. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> what? Yeah, ruck ruck forward. They have eight ruck ruck forward options. I do not. Bro, click on the West Coast thing right now. That's like. Oh, hasn't started this up, has he? Surely not. Nah, I don't think so. Paddy Bynes, Keegan Brooksby, Harry Edwards, Tom Hickey, Fraser McInnes, Nick Nat Nui, Nathan Vardy, Bailey Williams. Why have they drafted six hundred of them? I don't know. Four of them haven't played a game, ever. <laughs> They're probably waiting for Nick Nat to just, just the pecking order. Who can replace uh, no, Nick Well, they, they figured this is one of those situations where you just grab as many as you can and just hope that one turns yeah, out. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. It's a bit like, it's a bit like the, the Foster family you're putting together there. Yeah, just, just call them all your boys and one of them might fucking catch fire on Same them. thing. They still won't. <laughs> um, Jared Brander played a pretty good game of footy. Um, we opted the question. I don't think he's got a spot in that team, though, early. I think it's going to go... I think Oscar Allen's got that kind of floating role because he's more versatile. Um, 135k. If his name around one box, will you have a look at Brander? No. No. Just because he's a kind of key post? Well, no, not because of that, but I just feel a little bit insecure in, insecure in the security of his position in the team. Not bad. Um, Jack Darling, 101.96. Couldn't do it. No, neither could I. I hate key forwards. Um... And he started like a house on fire last year. Let's not review those stats. We might talk ourselves into it. That was but he crazy. Did die off after the injury. I remember because Big Shano had him in uh, the draft league, um, oh, the Shano. keeper league, and absolutely dominated. Mate, Jack Petrocelli, we spoke about it off air. One of the most probably confidence-driven players, rookies, which I'd love to see in the kids. The more he'd done in that game, you could just see that oh, that confidence just oozing out. Did you did you watch this game live? Saw bits and pieces. Did you see the spin movie done out of the pack? Yes, yes, I did. Oh my god! Wow, yeah. we've we've got one. This is one we've we've been pretty negative about their forward rookies. This is a gift. This is a gift. Three quarter time, I reckon it was too. Um, I think maybe Darling got it on the wing. I can't remember. Turned, started running down the wing. Siren went. Petrocelli had about fifteen meters on his direct opponent that were lining up next to each other, running into an open goal as well. The kid is seriously quick. He's going to be a good footballer. Got three uh, rookies on the field at the moment in the forward line. Setterfield, Will Drew, and uh, Petrocelli. Yeah, he's, a, he's an option. He's a, I think he's a lock in that team too. Um, Willie Rioli, I think I might go Dunkley <laughs> down to him now because 146 <laughs> Good game. Uh, play on, don't slow him. <laughs> play on. Very good. Lock it there. Um, that's it from the Coasters. Who they play, Frio. <laughs> this is funny. So, mid-game, 
Oh, what, maybe end of the first quarter, you reckon, Bonds? I messaged you and said... Give or take, halfway through, yeah, I reckon. Michael, yeah. Michael Walters looking really good, you know, liking the looks of him. He's in the guts. So check stats, I think about 40 seconds later, I reply with, oh, ignore that, he's had three disposals. I hadn't checked yeah. the stats before that. Uh, I probably inbox you towards the end of the game and just being like, yep, yeah, nah, not a chance. Game finishes, drops the 92 supercoach points. Yeah, from 68. I know. I was shocked. He'll pump numbers. Tackles. Probably the first time I've ever seen him tackle. He's, no, he's, he's tackled consistently his career. Don't you worry about that. He, um, he interests me. He's one on that next tier who, by average, I'm, I'm actually confident that he's top six, Corey. Like, I'm getting very confident, to be honest. That's an injury, um, though. It's the injury warrior knowing he's going to miss three or four games, but... You know what? You want to start him. I'm, I'm all in on that because he, by average, I think is going to be top six. He's been one of those ones where I need, if I need like an extra 30 or 40k, I've always bought him in. I've had him in a couple of times. And your team just looks so ugly with him in there. Oh, yeah. Especially my team that's had him, got me demoted a couple of years ago and <laughs> cost me a flag last year. There's too much trauma. Oh, so much. I just want to pick him again. Hey, and you know what? You should have listened to Bonds those last two years. He told you no. You might have still been in Divi 1, and now he's telling you yes, you might have been won the Divi 1 flag. Tell you what, mate, the grass isn't always greener on the other side, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David Mundy, he was all right. 25 disposals at 60% efficiency, 79% time on ground. Spent some time in the midfield as well. I think him and Walters are going to be interesting monitors through the year. M- Mundy's just like just an uber-consistent type player. Yeah. He's probably he's never probably never going to score you like a fifty or a sixty. He's probably never going to score you a one fifty, but he's always going to score you that ninety to one ten. Yeah, you got to love all the people that were looking at Rory Lobb the week before. They've just come crashing back down to earth. Oh yeah, I, I think I did hear a few thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean Darcy was pretty disappointing. I thought. I was, yeah. yeah. Well, thirty-two hitouts. Um, I mean, they're good numbers, but what isn't a good number is the hit outs to advantage and he had an impact on the game, which ultimately resulted in a 60-odd score. Bewley was underwhelming as well. I mean, he was a late in, and I think he's one that we need to be concerned about. I know they picked up a couple of injuries during the game, and that probably impacts him positively because of job security and that. But they picked up a couple of injuries within game. He was a late in and still only played 40-odd percent. Um, not playing around one. Concern, yeah, concerned um, and trying to plan my midfield bench without him at the moment. Yeah. i tell you who was all right down back. I will not pick him, but Reese Conker. Played, no. played a pretty good game. I think he had 26. Yeah, I've got, this, I've got it right in front of me. Yeah, he had I 26. He, I think he had half of them in the in the first quarter, too. He was on fire, really. It's pretty good. T- took a couple of kickouts. Um, Nathan Wilson probably has to be the most... Underwhel- no, not underwhelming. Probably overrated kick-out taker I've ever seen. Get him off him. Put Luke Ryan on him. He turned the ball over so much. I remember there's one. I think he took it in the third or maybe the second. And he took it off one step and kicked it straight down the throat of a West Coast player. I think it was Jonathan Brown. Was he, was he doing the game? Can't remember. Yeah. Went to absolute town on him. Just like, how is the arrogance of this kid like... You've got a ten meter launching packet and he's trying to go off one step. They were they weren't too happy. But well, line through him. Is what it is. I mean anyone that selected him to be honest is is probably not really I mean they're they're probably as relevant to the fifty K as Wilson is to a supercoach side, to be honest. So 
Let's leave it there. I would love to see Luke Ryan get more of the ball in his hand too, on a Freo perspective kind of thing. I think he, mm. I think he's a good player. He's he's the total opposite. You know, we speak about there's always players that are way more fantasy than so he's he's an inverse of that. He's, he's a lot so more super, super coach, coach, yeah, fantasy. yeah. He, he last a, year, yeah, we had a serious it. look at him last year. No, I, session, I, yeah. yeah, I was going all in on him like most weeks last year, saying, yeah, you know what, 16 to 18 touches, but he, he'll give you a minimum 80. I'm not worried about that. Yep. But no, yeah. All right, move on from that game. Anyone else you want to talk about there? No. Fife. Missing oh, games not, doesn't make it. Doesn't you know make what? It. Even if he played in the preseason, I wouldn't be starting him because I'm that scared about games missed. So I said it a few times. I'm going with the, the kind of the conservative approach. We spoke about it earlier. I can't remember if it was in this podcast or the other one about um, the players that we could always. I think it was with Jaeger, the player that we could miss out on and look back and just think, ah, oh, yeah, you know, I'm not. I, I should have expected higher than that. He's the one that could you could the season will start and you'll look back in three weeks and just think, what the f was I thinking? Not mm. starting that five. Mm. Um, but you know what? In, in six weeks after that, you'll see the reason. <laughs> oh man, if he goes through fifteen unscathed, crazy. Yeah. Their team is shit though. They're cactus. Yeah. I, 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 I. No, I'm personally not a fan of Freo. I think they're going to be a lot worse than people think. So do I. So do I. Even with Hogan and Lobb and things like that too. They have way too many passengers. Um, Pies and Carlton. Oh, I think it... Isn't this Pies versus Sam Walsh? Pies versus Sam Walsh. We'll we'll start with Carlton. We're going to start with Collingwood, mate. What was it? What was he? Four, what? 14, 15 metres out when he missed that goal at the end of the game? Didn't make yeah. the distance. Time is by about 19. Um, <laughs> That's no, kickable I, for Sam Walsh too, I reckon. Well, I don't he's know. He's taking it know. too easy. I don't know what sort of leg he's got on him. Clearly, he can't kick 50 metres. Uh, yeah. You know, he, he marked the ball, what, 45 out? Yeah, game on the line. And game on the line. And I, you know how excited I got. You know, when he took the mark, the first thing I did was, and again, more responsibly, opened up his sports bet up to see what he was paying because I thought he's going to nail this and he's going to shorten from three bucks into about a dollar fifty for the rising star, and um, yeah, obviously, I mean the kick was relatively accurate, fell about a meter short, and ended up kind of just being touched through for a point. But twenty three touches and generated us ninety six super coach points. Fair income, uh, five marks, uh, thirteen contested, three clearances. There was a point in this game, uh, third quarter, I think it was. Him and Cripps went for the same ball. Cripps was on the floor already, hands on the ball first. Walsh came in, picked the ball out of Cripps' hands and ran away from the contest with the footy. And I just thought, well, Jesus, fella, you got some bloody goings on. You had to rip the ball out of your captain's hands and uh, sort of uh, produce the ball uh, produced the ball moving forward, if that's even the uh, sort of right sentence. But there's no way you can start the season without him. He, uh, I, went, I may have gone conservative in one of my preseason articles, uh, Corey. Um, what did I say? What I, I had conservative... No, yeah, well, I'm on it. 13th of February, I wrote this article in. Well, well, a month ago, right? I had him as a predicted average of 84. I'd like to raise that to 94. Now, fair income, Corey, there's something so good uh, about this bloke that, no, we've never seen it. He's a shoo-in for the rising star. 
um, please gamble responsibly. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, hey, if you've got money on him, you've done nothing more responsible in your entire life. I can bloody guarantee you that. Um, Eighty-four is unders on him. Two hundred is unders on his price. If he was four, if he was the same price as Brad Crouch, I'd pick him over Brad Crouch. <laughs> no, no, I'm, oh, I am so all in. Yeah, I don't know if I'm that all in. Oh, definitely wouldn't be picking him over Brad Crouch, but you're not wrong. We've got an absolute gem here. He's so good. He's. I I feel bad for the kid with the media pressure and the raps and everything on him, but I think he just doesn't care. <laughs> which, which is exactly what you want. He just does not care. He's like a thirty-three-year-old that's played three hundred games. He's he's got that head on his shoulder. I do not understand how, as a serious super coach player, you could justify not having Sam Walsh in your team. There's there there, there is nothing you could say to me that would convince me otherwise. Yeah, um, no, you know what's been really, really good is his time spent on ground. Mm. Honestly, I was not expecting him to spend this amount of time on the field as, as well. A, I mean, as a kid, he's, what is he, 18, 19 years old? 80% in round one, 84 in round two, 102 and 96 is the two scores. If any team was going to find the way to make this kid injury prone and destroy his career, though, it's probably Carlton, so let's be honest. Let's not go too far. I won't, I won't make any jokes about that. No, no, fair, no, fair income. If you, fair, if you, fair game in anyone else. If you else, want to do some sort of voodoo flip and shit, and this bloke here turns to work, don't you forget, I, I know where to find you. <laughs> I know, where, and, and, well, I shouldn't say that, because if you, if you wound up dead in the next couple of weeks, this this just might get played to the cop. Cops <laughs> <laughs> like, aren't you the Bonks Express prick from the podcast? We heard his premeditated strike on you. You ruined, uh, you ruined the supercoach team, asshole. You're going to jail. <laughs> oh, but no, there's absolutely no way, and I mean no way, that you can run your season without this bloke. Yeah, nah, strongly agree. Strongly, strongly agree. What do you think of his own his ownership? Uh, what do you call it? Percentages. Forty-two. At the Forty-two percent. I'll tell you what it should be, and do you know what it should be? Is it forty-two percent? I don't know. Well, I'm going to tell you what it should be before I tell you what it is. <laughs> oh, it should be a hundred. It should be a hundred. It should so be hundred. He's only sitting on sixty-two. I think he might be wow. the most popular, the popular, popularly, whatever that word is. I'm not very good at English. I think Danger. Well, Dangers is at sixty-seven. Dangerfield um, Walsh is going to be my top three. If I had to guess before you even go. Okay, well, Danger's 67. I don't know if anyone else is above 60, but, um, yeah, no, Walsh is sitting at 60. Well, what did I just say? Gee, I'm off the page now, 62. Uh, 62. Can't you sort the whole thing by... Can you? Owned? Probably. Yeah, you can. Uh, oh, that's just forward. Uh... You're more talented than I. You, you probably could. All right, here we go. We'll have a look through. Uh, Danger's 67. Walsh, 64. Setterfield, 62. 64? Why am I getting 62? For Walsh or Setterfield? Walsh. Uh, well, probably, I don't know, people maybe listen to this live somehow. I've got no idea. Oh, hang on. Let me hit refresh. Uh, you've stuffed that up. No, if no, he's no, gone down 2% in teams, this is an absolute farce. No, I've still got him at 64. Dangerfield, 67. Walsh, 64. Setterfield, 62. Cripps, 53. 
Well, you know what's bizarre? I've got Crips at 53, Setterfield at 61, not 62. Have, you, I, hit, have you hit refresh? I'll just refresh the page right now. Let's have a look. This is uh, so It's not even funny. Well, 62%. Now I've got him at 64. Oh, this is an absolute joke. Let's pick a random player. Give us Clayton Oliver. All right. Let's have a bit of fun while we're here. Uh, let's go into it. I'm sure this is what the listeners want to hear. <laughs> Uh, oh, well, let me. I'll click on Clary. I've got him in my team. Yep. 27. Yep, I've got 27. Heaney? Uh, Isaac? 52. I've got 47. Oh, so no, that's break even. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> you're probably looking no, at No, 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 no. That was the first player I clicked into. 47. Oh, yeah. go, go look at Sam Walsh again. All right, Walsh. You're probably looking at him. Oh, no, nah, 62. Anyway. Yeah, 62. Oh, no, that's when I click on him, though. But when I sort by ownership in the section, it's, yeah, it's still 64. Oh, well, this is just bizarre. Super 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 get his shit sorted out. Jesus Christ. No offense, listeners, but sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sorry one bit. (laughs) This turns into the selfless heir of Carlton right here. Um, A little bit disappointed that Lean Stocker didn't get a go. No, and you know he was what? Named, I was mean, wasn't he? I, I made Carlton aware of that. I'll tell you. They, and actually, you know this because you put a bit of a sarcastic comment there. Uh, uh, you didn't know you? I would. Um, it's, not the, it's not Twitter if I'm not commenting on your shit. Well, that is, that is true, actually. But you know what? They tweeted out, oh, gee, get excited. Sam's, uh, you know, Liam Stocker's uh, name for his debut. So I thought, yeah, all right, here we go. Didn't see him. So I let them know. Well, I'm just going to have to tuck the excitement back into my pants or whatever I said. <laughs> Just, just so you know, just so you know, too, the Twitter department don't actually select the teams or have anything to do with them as well. Just if you want to go have a go at them, they've got. Yeah, no, we, but you would think that they feed out some accurate information. Yeah, I mean, we're them. talking about the official club playing Twitter here. Yeah, get rid of them, sack them all. Um, I'm pretty impressed with a lot of your young kids too, down at Carlton. That midfield group, I, I think you got a bright future ahead of you. Uh, Zachy Fisher, anything from him? Well, he was not as good as he was uh, in the first game. Yeah, um, and that was kind of evident. Um, but I'll tell you who was uh, very impressive and probably a little bit underwhelming with his super coach scores, actually SBS. Let's say this for a second. I'll, that's who I want to finish on with, Carlton. Um, Will Setterfield, 13 disposals, 76%. Not as good as his first game. I think he was probably better than 60, and you're taking 60 from him as well. Imagine him opening the year with 113 and 60, how much money he's making. Yep, no, you're happy with that one. Selected. Um, Paddy Cripps is an absolute lock. Yep. Nick Don't Newman, the, the, the full 180 for most of the coach teams. No, that's good. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's probably what you want, isn't it? If you're getting sucked into him, that's what you needed. Yeah, Kate because, Simpson, it was good yeah. to see what we're going to get from Kate Simpson too. Uh, Kate Simpson went back to doing Kate Simpson yeah. things, that's okay. And, and that's probably what hurt Newman too. Look, potentially. I mean, I don't know if I analysed it um, as much as, you know, one person kind of affecting the other, um, but it, certainly Kate Simpson was prominent again and, and that was good to see. Uh, Doherty won't play a game this year. Let's just put that one there as well. That was cheap. Sorry, Bob's. No, well, well, you know that actually affects me a lot. Yeah, it's a little bit cheap, wasn't it? Very, very cheap. Nah, I've got to get one of them in a week. Um, now let's talk about him. Petrovsky seaton uh, Now, I, I couldn't believe last week. So I felt, I almost felt ashamed 
mentioning <laughs> Petrescu Seaton to you. Like, I was legit. I'm just like, you know who I'm looking at? And just expecting ridicule. I'm like, I'm looking at SPS. And you were like, would you say you just you would just traded him in or some shit? I, I, look, I don't even know what happened last week, but I recall you not realizing that he was actually a forward. Yeah. His, oh, that was on last week's fan. pod. Yeah. This was, yeah, afterwards. 23 disposals at 65%, 80 supercoach points. I'll tell you what, I would not be surprised if this guy took it to the next level. He's currently in my team, of course. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I can't pick him. I've had him in once. Cannot oh. pick him. If there was a forward I was going to take the risk on, it would be Petrescu Seaton. The one thing that scared me today didn't line up in the first set of bounce. No, that's okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry about that. Oh, I do. He's, he's not going to be a center bounce midfielder, and and that's okay. Twenty-three all... disposals. You go by a little bit better. You go ten percent better by foot. That's probably ninety to one hundred. Yeah, but like even within that, I mean, we've got kind of a little bit. The, the scores are a little bit skewed as well. How many players do we have on the field today? Yeah. We had twenty. We had an extra two players. Um, as so instead of forty-four players like usual, we had forty-six. So there's probably another fifty points to be spread out amongst everyone. Um, you also the possessions for Carlton actually were really really low. I mean, there was very few players that had over twenty, and you'd expect just general sort of numbers. But the amount of sort of kick marks, short kick, and Colin were doing around the sort of the back half and moving the ball forward like that, it really restricted Carlton's ability to. Um, actually just get their hands on the footy. And, and I don't think that's going to be typical of games kind of moving forward. I think there'll be a little bit more spread um, kind of going out there. But SPS, now he is a value pick and a half. Um, he, I liked his ability just to, to get involved in some of the change as well and take some marks. Um, of course, he's got to kind of just finish things off at the end of the day, but that'll come with time, maturity. What I do like is he's played two seasons of football without being... Uh, injured and anything like that. Third year, you know, it's, oh, it's a third year breakout. Available as a forward is 360K. He ticks so many boxes, man. Like, I was shocked when he was a forward. When I found out he was a forward. Shocked. Yeah, he ticks so many boxes, it's not funny. Uh, what do you want him to average? What do you expect him to average? If I'm picking him at this, I want mid-90s from him. Okay. I want mid-90s, and I want him to kind of push that top 10 to 12 at 360K. I know realistically I'm going to have to trade him out. Do you think um, he's good? I was going to say, do you think he's a keeper? No, no. I, 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 look, I, I just want to make a disclaimer right now. I don't think you start the season with him. I, <laughs> I, I honestly don't. Um, and because I want him to. You know, he's one of those ones that's sucking me in. I know I don't have the balls to start the season with him. I'm not saying you don't. I just don't think you start the season with him. Um, I just want to put that disclaimer out with do you. Do you know what the thing is, though? In order to, because Miles pissed me off that much, that Miles had to go to Brad Crouch, and in order to keep, you know, Brody Smith and Bill Robertson and these types, the only place I could kind of find money was not running that third ultra primo Ford. Okay, and, so he's um, an F three too, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that scares me. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, can do that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's all going to come down to what you get in the forward line as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right, probably enough on Carlton. That's been like two hours of this three-hour podcast. Um, jump across to the pies. Can I just say, is, is, has it been confirmed we're going to have a Sam Walsh podcast? It's in the works. <laughs> Not of having him on it. It's just a matter of trying no, to find I'm enough... No, about it. Yeah, trying to yeah. find us enough time <laughs> in a day 
that I can go straight without sleeping. <laughs> well, I mean, you could take a nap and I could just continue talking. <laughs> then we could, yeah, then we could talk about uh, thing A. Um, <laughs> I, I give Joshy a shout-out, this bloke who's been absolutely haggling me or haggling the page about um, Darcy Moore. He, he, he wanted a shout-out because he scored 97 today, so he thinks he's on to the biggest thing in the world, the best thing since sliced bread. We need to talk about Darcy Moore. I'm... I'm impressed with his scores and I'm scared that this is one I could get wrong. Um, what are your thoughts on Darcy Moore as a kind of rebounding intercept defender, keeping in mind he's averaging 88 after two JLT games? What was the guy's name who wanted the shout-out? Uh, Josh... Josh something. Josh something. Well, no, his last name isn't important. Well, I can tell you now, I mean, he what Darcy Moore does have is uh, probably the worst haircut ever had in uh, <laughs> AFL. And I'm talking worse than JJ's kind of stuff. That he's, uh, worse than Fraser Garrick and his kind of prom. That is how bad the mop on his head is. You you purely cannot pick it given his injury history and on and it's only on that basis that you cannot pick him. Yeah. You need him in, in the worst-case scenario, right? Well, not the worst case scenario, but an absolute minimum, you need him to play the first eight games of the year. The other thing you need him to is to get to 400, 420k. And that's five price rises, maybe six. And that's why you need the first eight or nine games of the year. If you don't get that, you're just going to have this guy sitting there. You're going to have someone kind of come on from, you know, your bench. Who knows how long he'll be out for? Is it a season injury? Yeah, a season ending injury. Who the hell knows? How many times has Darcy Moore played something like, let's say, 10 games in a row in his career? Mm. It's risky. I, look, I, he did I, it in 2017. I mean, he played 21 games there. If he but, can intercept and keep the role. The other thing I worry about is when Jeremy Howe comes, like, not comes back, but when Jeremy Howe plays the Jeremy Howe position. Like, when Jeremy Howe is Jeremy Howe, because Darcy Moore's not going up for intercept marks when Jeremy Howe's doing it. But he might if his position there. Look, see, but I think I, that's what I say. I don't. I think Darcy Moore might go back a little bit further. I, I tell you he what, played no, on Charlie Kerno today though. He killed him. He taught Charlie Kerno a new one. I mean, it's not like you know Jeremy Howe and the team would have affected his role today. That Jeremy Howe played. He didn't play a lot, but he played. Yeah, but like, yeah, but it's it's not like. I'm tr- what I'm trying to get at is that he went and played. Like, okay, yeah, he went and played on the key player already. Yeah, yeah, yeah I and Jeremy Howe's never going to do that. Yeah, I tell you what scares me is I want to pick him. I, I reckon if I didn't barrack for Collingwood, I'd probably pick him. You know what? Upon reflection, and we know the injury history is a significant thing, but he played 38 out of 44 games the two years prior. The average peanuts, but he probably would have been using. He's he he has played well when he's played as a defender. Yeah, it's 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 factually there. Um, and this is what Josh was pointing out to me the other day. He said, "Go have a look at a, go have a look a little bit deeper into Jeremy Howe and and hats off to this guy. Clap clap that uh, Jeremy Howe, sorry, Darcy Moore. Um, that when you do kind of look into his defensive numbers, they're good." And he started you, JLT well as well. I, I don't think I got money to get him though. For those concerned about Robertson, could you go Robertson down to him? I think he could, and that's what scares me. I looked at it. Mm, interesting. 
could you go Collins up to him? You know, it's an extra 50. Because no. you could probably squeeze 50 somewhere. I don't know if you can. Oh, well, no, you could. You definitely could. You know what worries me about Collins now? The fact that, like we said before, he's got to go play on the big guy. He's got to go play on the big guy. I don't know. I, I just... After today, after today's numbers, his numbers prior, doing a little bit of research. Yeah. And, and unfairly, we were probably unfairly commenting pretty shit things about Darcy Warnart last week um, because we didn't look at the defensive numbers. Mm. I don't know though. I just don't know. He's the one. He's the one that if I go pick him and he does his hammy, I'm going to crack the shits at myself. Would you be more upset if you didn't pick him? And this is the question we kind of like to ask ourselves. <laughs> we, we encourage listeners to kind of do this. Would you be more upset picking him and he Doing you know, hammy? pops the hammy or whatever yep. it is? Or not picking him and seeing him pop off. I would be more upset picking him and seeing him do his hammy than I would be not picking him, watching him pop off. Okay, so yeah. let's let's focus on the lesser of two evils here and, and maybe not pick him. Yeah, I I'll probably start him round one now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm surprised you even answered the question because I thought there was a fence nearby and I just yeah. thought one of the stakes might have been just right uh, up your ass. I'm going to go cuddle it. <laughs> second, that's in in our little family. There is a was, fence in there as well. I was going to. It'd have to be a bloody. Big fence to hold big, uh, it's, know, it's, sort of it's, it's, it's just one sheet of picket fence. <laughs> <laughs> just joins the cuddle circle. Um, Quain are not playing. I was actually kind of happy with that, to be honest, as a Collingwood fan. I want to see him go back and develop in the twos and get some more time in there. Um, nothing against the kid, but that's what I would like to see. Jack Crisp off the freaking halfback flank. <laughs> 33 disposals today, Bombs. Hollywood style suited him really well today. I was so worried that we were going to get a lack... Because the big thing we spoke about last year is Collingwood got the ball down, they turned to his running past Jack Crisp, handball gone. His game today was insane. But only 99 supercoach points out of it, which isn't great. Butchered the ball, as he's notorious at doing. Um, What are your thoughts on him? Where does he fit into this defensive setup? My thoughts... Is that if Collingwood have played... My God, why am I yawning? These last two weeks really pissed me off. Sorry, <laughs> it's, mate. It's um, been a lot of yawns. Yeah, look, and it has been... Oh, gee, we've been calling here for about three hours. Holy shit, three, four hours. Um, if Collingwood played this possession-kicking game that they had on display today, he is more relevant than anyone from that you'd be considering from D4 onwards. I, I think he could be D4... If they maintain this kind of... I mean, the bloke took 12 marks today. And I think... I really do think that if they maintain this kicking game that they had on display today, uh, he'll get these little chip kicks all day, every day. They'll give it to him at every opportunity. And he'll be churning out plus four, plus five, plus six, whatever Supercoach want to deal out for the uh, the kick mark that he'll be involved in. Um, there's a lot to be excited about, I think, for, for Jack Crisp. Yeah. <laughs> because he all of a sudden surpasses players like for me, Cade Simpson. Yep. They're, they're kind of in that, you know, that, that you know, you think they're going to be, you know, around the mark there as a defender. He surpasses for me Shannon Hearn. He surpasses, oh gee, who who else is kind of you know we're thinking that you know up in that bracket? Your Hurleys, your 
not Jimmy. I mean, who else do you even consider there? Harris, Andrew, Witherden, Jaden Short, whoever it is that you might be considering in that position. Um, he surpasses all of them except Lloyd, Laird, and Whitfield. It's just... Uh, I don't know if my Collingwood... The fact, like I said, the thing that fucked up Barry for Collingwood does more harm than good when I'm looking at these players. It, it doesn't for Jack Crisp. No, in my head. Does it? Yeah, I've I got no idea what it is. It's just, you know. Like you watch, feel like you're not going to select them because. No, nah, yeah, like well, I watch him every week and I'm just like, I don't know where Crisp fits the mould for Supercoach and I'm worried that we've got too many point scores and too many players and. And I, I, I love Crisp too. He's one of my favourite players out there. It's, I think with what we've got there, I want to see. It's one of those ones that I want to see. I want to fence it. That's easiest way he, to say. How's this for Outlandish? He will go 107 for an average if he averages seven marks in the year, I reckon. If they've got this, if they've got this kick mark kind of game going, like we, that, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, because he's a line breaker. He loves breaking the line. That's probably why he turns the ball over so much. But he doesn't mind also the quick twenty meter dash to get that yeah. sideward sideways kick and, and then putting the ball forty meters down yeah, the line. Yeah, kick he, he also yeah. doesn't mind that. He'll. I'm confident in that. I'm confident that from what I saw today, he can do one oh seven if that game style maintains. It sounds that. like you should be starting him, to be honest. Well, no. Because I'm, I've got Laird on Whitfield, and, and that's all the premiums I'm selecting. Yeah, same boat. Um, Beamer, I thought was good. Yeah, I, I like Beams, yeah. Yeah, didn't really reflect. Who is it? Let, let's ha- let's have this this question again. Beams, Pendlebury, Trelaw, um, who else have we got there? Taylor Adams is out for a while, so let, let's put Sidebottom in there just for argument's sake. Yep, um, Beams, Trelaw, Sidebottom, Pendles. See, I'm Trelaw. Trelaw one, Beams two, Pendles three, Sidebottom last. That's okay. Look, I'm happy to be wrong with Trelaw. I think Trelaw's got more upside than than Beams, and Beams probably just got runs on the board and experience on each yep. side. And I don't know. Trelaw needs to stay injury prone, though. Injury free? I mean, probably not a good yes. thing if he stays injury you prone. You can't stay injury prone, can you? Well, again, <laughs> but that just screws everyone up. So it maybe can stay injury free. I didn't even realize he had 42 today. No, I didn't, look, I didn't look at any stats after this game, by the way. I just yeah. watched kind of the back end of the game. It was at work. And, um, yeah, sorry, SOB, that doesn't get public holidays off, but <laughs> the rest of the story goes. Um, Brody Grundy, any worries? No, you know, I, uh, I saw a stat from the Freako earlier today that he actually averaged two points less last preseason than he did this preseason. So if you're going to rule him out on the basis of his JLT, you might want to reconsider. Yeah, I strongly agree. Um, I think him and Grundy, him and Gorn are the two biggest locks in the ruck at the moment. I don't think I've been this happy with my ruck structure and probably, yeah, the whole pre-season up to, because I was looking at the Phoenix and everything else, so, um, Gorn and I, Grundy, um, yeah. I, I want to officially apologise to Max Gorn. I, I don't know why I had lack of trust. I think you owe him a song. I might have that prepared you, for next, you, next podcast. You, got a, you know what? You got on a song the, uh, this week. I think you owe Max Gorn a song. On the on draft night tomorrow, I'll whip something up. Yeah, too and, late. Uh, almost too late to apologise. Kind of the long, along the lines of that. Too late to apologise. All right, let's just save it. Oh, like, I can all know, fix something. Let's, else let's not that. break the listeners' ears twice in a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Holy shit! God, um, I don't think we offer anything up forward except Darcy Moore. 
So, do you want to talk about him again? No, I don't. Ah, okay, right, cool. Just wasn't too sure. Um, Have we covered Sam? Uh, no. <laughs> we can't go back. I know I said before, I'm going to, and I'll bring it back. People will probably tune out by now. I wouldn't worry about it. I know I said before he's going to he's going to average 94. Um, what do you reckon he can average? Can or will? Well. They're two different questions. Yeah, give, give us a will. Because when I say... I think, that's what he will average I think he will average 79 and a half. I'm so confident he's not. He's over 90s at the moment. Like, yeah, what do I think he can average? I think he can average over 90. I reckon he, he could average 115. Hey, I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, we've, we've been speaking a little bit about draft and this sort of stuff, right? How's you got a keeper league flying around. He's almost got to be your first pick. Has to be your number one pick. Has to be. Oh. If you're coming, not in your first league of a keeper, for those for those who have never played keepers, I don't know what keeper leagues are, it's you draft one year, and then the next year you normally keep about 14 or 12 or 10 of your players from the previous year. Um, the rest go back into a pool. All the new rookies come into that pool, and that's how you draft on a year-to-year basis. Um, if you pay, Most people play a 12 to 14-man keeper, so there's a lot of irrelevant stuff floating around. I'm telling you, if you've got a 14-man keeper... And your team's kaka, because they probably are because you finished last. I'd be dra- I'd be grabbing Sam Walsh, and I'd be trying to build for the next two years. Mm. Yeah, no, it's, I agree with you. I think he's just going to be that good. All right, let's quickly shoot through the questions. Bumps. Well, I didn't realise we had questions. Like yeah, three. that's why I was trying to get you to stop talking about. Sorry, mate. Well, let's any questions we've answered, read them out, but we'll just say we've answered play on because we've probably covered it all. Right? Yeah, and even those one, those other small ones will go real quickly. Tim Smith has asked about 45 questions. Is Brody Smith a good option to take into the season, seeing his past scoring? Can he go 95 plus? And is him and Led okay? Tim Smith? No, no, no. Brody Smith. Uh, no, yeah, Tim Smith right. asks the question about oh, Brody shit. Smith. Did okay, I, I might have said Tim Smith twice. I don't know. Maybe I just probably tuned out. Who knows? Um, no, you, you, you just have to pick Brody Smith. He's, for me, he's the second best mid pricer out there. I think Libba goes one, Brody Smith two. Yeah, no, nah, I agree as well. And yes, you can have him and Led in the same team. Um, he's asked, what do you think about Dylan Robertson? We've already covered that. Okay. Top five rookies from each line, excluding Rucks. Tim, I'm gonna oh, ask for I'm, I'm gonna ask for a favour though. Maybe next week. Really? Do, do you want to go now from each top five rookies from each line? I'm comfortable. All right. If you Except rucks. If you want to, if you want to go now, you go got now. five rookies sitting in your team each line. Yeah, I yeah, but I was okay. yeah. I was more worried about time and yeah. Oh, all right. Because I, I think it's is... going to be a question asked again next week. But okay. All right. Well, we'll... No, go, go, go. Answer. Rattle them off. Um, well, I'm going to go with. Collins, Scrimshaw, Clark, Dersma, Hall. Yep, same. Um, next line, what's that? Uh, mids. Gee, it'd be stupid if I didn't say Walsh right now, would I? Walsh, Butters, Constable, Atkins, Hind. Um, and forward line, are we, do you have the same? What do you have different? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably be the same. Uh, I, I think... Atkins, Gibbons is a bit of a toss-up. But, oh, okay. no, I don't know. I'm not even... Gibbons isn't even close for me. So, we'll go the same. I, Gibbons' role's cooked, I reckon. I'll, I'll probably start him because I want to see if he can go play midfield minutes, but he's hasn't even done close to enough for me, but keep mm. going. Um, Setterfield, Drew, Petrocelli, Burgess, Parker. 
Uh, no, I still got Bolter in there over Burgess. Same order too. Okay. Setterfield, Drew, Petch. I was doing things in price order. Not Parker. The, oh, okay. The, sorry. The apologies. Yeah. 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 No, look, they're 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 pretty re- pretty relative, and we've got basically the same rookies. So. I think most of us will just stay to the year as well. Pretty easy question. Choose one: Dev Smith, Josh Dunkley, Robbie Gray. That's I see. This is a question I like. Uh, Dunkley Smith Gray. Uh, Dunkley Gray Smith. I'm worried about Dev this year. I was worried about Dev last year. Didn't have him all year, so it shows how much I know. Um, this is another good question, Nathan Jones. What structures are y'all going with this year? Three, five, three, etc. We spoke about this. Uh, currently running two primo defence um, with one mid pricer. I'm the same. Rest of rookies. Um, four primo mids with two mid priced mids. I'm the same. Um, two primo rucks. Same. Um, and on two... Who's, who's your bench ruck at the moment? I've got some passing forwards in there. Okay, I've got Sweet at the moment. I took the donut approach, yep. Yep, okay. Um, it depends how much you need that 15k, I guess. Yep. Um, and I've got two in Petrovsky seaton as the mid-pricer, but okay. I can actually afford to go mid... I can actually afford to go um, Petrovsky up to a, another premium, so... With all cash used, I can go three primo forward line. Yeah, and I've, I've got the three primo forward line at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, because I didn't save before, in Dangerfield, Meningola, Heaney. But seriously, we'll probably have a look at Dunkley or something else. I've got no idea what I'm doing up there. Uh, Taz McAllister, do you think McRae will drop in price? Do you think he's the first upgrade target? Or would you splash the cash now, tossing up between Kelly and McRae? I'd, I'd pay for McRae. Uh, if you've got the coin spare, I'd spend it on McRae. Me, I'm not picking him. Um, don't know if I've dropped this in the podcast yet, Bonds, but I had a dream that he scored 80 in round one. So um, <laughs> when your brain's constantly on Supercoach, that, that kind of shit happens. Big dreams, man. Oh, yeah, and I back my dreams too. So hey, can I, can I ask you, you ever, you ever dreamt about returning to Divi 1? <laughs> <laughs> I thought talking about Sam Walsh's injury was bad. That's as cheap as they go. Two questions. This is from Sammy Gates. What's everyone's thoughts on Wayne Miller? 123 supercoach and 100% efficiency in JLT. Is he worth it? He played some midfield time also. Secondly, is Tom Rockliffe a trap as my M5 or should I stick with Libba? Let's start with the second one. Libba or Rockliffe? Libba. I'm the same, Libba, and I wouldn't pick... I, I like Wayne Miller in other formats of fantasy. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not touching him in draft class. league. Yeah. Um, uh, Grant D291, he's even given his name, David Grant. Uh, rookie depth chart, please. Who can be on field, bench only, marginals? Don't consider whether variables of jobs, security, scoring potential, and price. I think, refer to the last question. Well, yours wasn't in order, was it? It was in price order. I was reading mine out, though, based on okay, what I had on field and that yeah. sort of stuff anyways. Yeah, yeah. So, same thing. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Plough, thoughts on who is the most viable option at M5? Brad Crouch, Dom Sheed, or anyone else in the similar bracket? Crouch. Crouch. Secondly, given the lack of forward rookies, could you consider going one primo, two mid-price defenders, and starting four primo forwards? No, because the four primo forwards you select, maybe only two of them will be... Actually, the top primo forwards, like say, are the top eight. It's it's the hardest. It's, it's I reckon it's the yeah. hardest line to predict what's going to happen. There's yeah. two that I'm confident with, and that's it. Um, Cameron, love your show, guys. We appreciate that. Thanks, Three man. questions, please. It looks like Callum Mills is playing through the midfield. Given he's scoring through the JLT, is there a better choice defender over Williams or Brody Smith? 
Uh, I think he's heaps better than Williams. Do you think he's better than Brody Smith at the price? At, at the price, I say Smith, Mills, and um, at Williams in that order. I think I agree. I think I agree. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think Smith is value for money. Um, <laughs> another McRae question. Do you think he's overpriced or do I lock and forget? Have you locked and forgot, Bombs? Yeah, McRae, Gorn, Grundy, probably all overpriced, but I'll, I'll pay it. And is, yeah. he, is he locked and forgot, like set and forget? I, I, is there I no chance? I can't see myself removing him because if I remove him, the only person I'll go down to is Lockie Neal. And when I when I do that, because what it does is it shifts Crips and Oliver down one position. So when you look at your team and you see so Crips, Crips is M2, Oliver is M3, <clears throat> compared to Crips M1, Oliver uh, M2. That yeah, is that is so pick. irrelevant. But can you give me psychologically? Your, it does. That. Can you give me the fixture reason why you like McRae? Yeah. So so McRae early on in the year, and you have a look at he pummeled three teams in a row last year where he went uh, over one fifty three weeks in a row. Top of my head, there were Carlton, Gold Coast, Brisbane, who also who obviously all featured down the bottom of the ladder. Um, Bulldogs between rounds. Top of my head, don't quote me. Between rounds three, which is when league games start. Uh, three, four, five, six. I think it's between rounds three and seven. So five games there. They play Carlton, Fremantle, and the Gold Coast. And Gold Coast is in round three when you got your first league to when you first got your league uh, head-to-head game. So I'd, I'd certainly, if McRae certainly can bully teams again, I don't want to be missing out on those scores at the start of the year. Yeah, I'll, I'll worry a little bit I'll, because he's an automatic BCC option. Hundred percent, I agree with that. I'm a little bit more cautious though. I think he's worth the dollar value, but for me, it just kind of it, it tears apart the rest of my structure. Mm. Yeah, and that's that's what scares me. Um, he's asked a question about the rucks too, um, with the setup that we've gone for. We're both Grundy and gone, and there's no chance we're changing from that. Yeah, agreed. Yep. Yeah. Um, Stephen Beaumont. Uh, is Jack still not getting enough attention? We spoke about him just before, but 513k finished last year with scores of 118, 128, 121, 140, and had two jail scores of 117, 115. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's getting enough attention? I think we've given him all that's required, and if you're actually going to select him, you wouldn't want more attention given to him. <laughs> Bloody good statement. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I couldn't pick him. I couldn't pick him. And how many times have we picked players, Bombs, in past history off like their last six games and they've been cactus next year? The end of season form doesn't necessarily co- correlate to good super coach scores the previous year. Yeah. Um, I think you get an idea of how to play them all of a sudden. Might yeah. a new position, new role, whatever it is, yeah. Uh, Matt Crouch and Goldie or Liber and Gorn plus 150k? Well, I like these kind of questions. Say it again. Uh, Matt Crouch and Goldstein or Liber and Gorn plus 150? Oh, Liber Gorn 150. Easy. Oh, I strongly agree. Oh, someone's replied with Crouch and Goldie easily. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Why? That's... No idea. I disagree. I'd take Liber and Gorn. Liber gets you another primo. I think you know... You've got 150 in the bank. Yeah, Gorn's guaranteed number one or two score, I think, and 150k... I don't think Crouch is guaranteed for a top 10. I don't think Goldie's guaranteed for top 2. Yeah. And you got 150k. Yeah. No brainer, 
this is a long question to read. The team's way too long. You don't have it open, do you? No. Um, he's just well, changed his on. team I'll around. That's all right. I would love to hear some feedback. I'm not sold on Green and Billings in the forward line. I'm not sure about Steele and Sheet in the midfield. Am I too light in defence? Would really appreciate some feedback. You sound uh, like you're too light on premiums, to be this, honest. Yeah, Jaden, <laughs> I, I actually think you are a little bit light on premiums. Um, so, all right, let's read it out. Whitfield, Williams, Smith, Collins, Scrimshaw, Hiring, all the rest. Um, Cripps, Oliver, Neal, Matt Crouch, Steel, Sheed, Walsh. Not too bad. Grundy, Gorn, Fuller. Yeah, I know. That midfield. It almost sounds too That's way too much. Yeah, Dangerfield, Haney, Billings, Green. No, he's, he's, what's Hang his on. back line? Liam so, Whitfield. Whitfield, Williams, Smith. I wouldn't I don't, I don't even think the maths can work out. I'm trying to do I'll, the math in my yeah, head. Yeah, I, I, would, I wouldn't mind seeing a photo of the team, brother. Green, yeah. Billings, Heaney. I, I think there's way too much risk in that team, though. Way I don't think it's risk. possible to spend that much money. <clears throat> I think there's too much risk. Um, maybe inboxes that question. Um Timmy Tunier, love the podcast. Listen to them on the way to work. Keep up the great work. Must it's be probably... a fucking long drive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially for these ones. Are you concerned about Jay Kelly not playing in the GRT, or are we going to have the same as last year with the GWS? Uh, I'm not too concerned. I don't think you are either. Bombs is Tim yeah. is Tim Kelly a good F three option? Yes, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sold on Tim Kelly. But yeah. I think we like others better, but there's no reason why he can't be. Yeah, top if you if you think he's going to play the role in the midfield, then you can definitely pick uh, pick him. Um, and another Grawn and Grundy question: um, Is running the Grawn slash Grundy combo a combo? Is having a none playing ruck the best option for loophole? Yeah, if, if you, you got fifteen k, just use Darcy Fort because he won't be named round one, and you might get him at some stage during the year. Um, and when he probably gets a game at some stage during the year, you'll have another donut floating around on your bench somewhere. Yeah. Uh, thoughts as uh, for Mitch Duncan as a pod? No. You're probably the opposite, though. Yeah, I, I like it. I really like it. Um, I'm not doing it, but I like it. Please rate best F3 after Danger and Heaney. Uh, also, is running a two-forward primo line viable option given the uncertainty, and he must have mid-prices, only running Libba right now. I th- I like Libra and Smith. Yep. Yeah. And, I think, Brad, and Brad Crouch. I, I, I love Brad Crouch, but I don't think you have to run Brad Crouch because he's 420. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, yeah. where I think... I almost think you have to run Libra and Smith. Um, running a two-forward primo line, I think it's too short because there's not enough value up there. It means you have to play someone like a Burgess or a Parker and you don't want that on field. Yeah, that's what scares me. Best F3 option? Um... Well, given roles on the weekend, Dunkley, Menegola, Kelly. I'm Dunkley, Menegola. Oh, God, I haven't even looked at a third. Um, what about Buddy? Buddy hasn't been given enough love, but I don't know if he'll make it. You know, I was actually going to inbox the other day and just say I wish Buddy had a preseason. Mm. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised he was top six. I, I want to withdraw my Kelly statement. as go, Buddy? Yeah. No, I want to put Walters in there. Because by average, I think he actually is top six. Yeah. Um, and mine's probably Robbie Gray, just because he does it every year as the third. Um, Tim Smith asked another question. It was about Darcy Moore and James Collins. We've already covered that. Sure. Um, 
Oh, uh, St. Peter's for life. Questions. Oh, <laughs> question one. Thoughts on Everton? Up the tune? He's <laughs> an absolute cocket. That's <laughs> <odd>. <laughs> that's Everton fan. Uh, question two. Liberal Walsh. Value slash output. Oh, oh my God. What are you doing with 100K? I think no. I, I think Walsh, Walsh. yeah yeah you you kidding me Walsh will probably out average Libba and you I don't think he'll out average him but I think I close. think the money is going to be alright I, I do think it's going to be pretty close I hope he's cost thirty in the first I think that, I think the one hundred k now let's do this with a bit more theory behind us here right you're priced at three hundred thousand you're priced at an average of sixty you're priced at two hundred thousand. You're priced at an average of what's that? Forty. That 100k is worth 20 points on average. Can Walsh get within 20 points of Libba? Mm, Most certainly. Yeah. Easily. Are you yeah, kidding? yeah, yeah. You're right. Yes, yes. You're thinking about you all there. Of Mate, course, he's within 20 points of Libba. You Liber. were talking. I so wasn't listening. It's the same thing that happens every time we talk. Yes. Oh, that's true, actually. So if that, so if that's the case. That one hundred. If you're if you're thinking about dollars per points you're earning, it's a much smarter decision to smart to start Walsh over Liver. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And plus the injury risk too. We don't have an injury risk with Walsh where we do with Liver. Well, not until you buddy cursed him earlier. Yeah, yet. actually, good point. Yeah, pick Libba. <laughs> um, nah, pick Walsh. Daniel Wallace four 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 four. Good day, lads. Want to know your thoughts on who the top two defenders are, and also F three got to be the hardest position to fill by country mile. How are you guys playing it? So we're both. Oh, I've got the three primos. You've got two and one at the moment, don't you? I've got Petrovsky, but I can't afford someone like yep. Dunkley. Uh, you, like a five twenty. Your top two defenders. Um, I think we're the we, same. Whitfield shits it in at number one. I think Lloyd will be the second highest averaging defender, but I'm, I'm currently running Laird. All right, so we're different. I think Laird finishes the season as number one. I think, yeah, I think Whitfield will be two, and I th- oh, I actually weirdly think at the moment Sicily will be three and Lloyd will be four. But I'm talking minuscule point difference too. Yeah. I think they're all going to have really good years. I think defences can offer up some awesome value, uh, awesome primo value this year and it's got nothing to do with the kicking rule either no, think, that's overrated yeah I just think you got some um, good one look last but not least we touched on it but I want the yay or nay answer Darcy Moore yay or nay this is from no. Ned Alaskamani um, oh, look this podcast has made me delirious and it's gone on for bloody forever so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a yay I don't have him but if you want to pick him pick him you're an idiot I'm I'd rather Darcy Moore over Ridley when are we getting Brett back? <laughs> Honestly, if you're going to serve up that shit, let's bring him back. 35 seconds ago, you were talking about trading Robert into Darcy Moore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I asked you whether you thought it was a good idea. I, I wasn't suggesting I was doing that. Yeah, rubbish. Well, I may have had a play yeah. with it. <laughs> Look, yeah, I, to, to be honest, I'm, I'm hoping that we get a better option at a cheaper price, but... <laughs> Darcy Moore is a defender. I think he can go right. I, I, the only reason I'm not doing it is because I'm so worried about injury. Mm. The guy's got the worst hamstrings in the competition. Not to mention the Actually, haircut. that's probably wrong. He's, his teammate, Jamie Elliott, has got pretty terrible strings as well. So, Bumps, that is it. That was a mammoth podcast. <laughs> What's the time limit? Yeah, yeah we're at 155. <laughs> <sighs> Fuck, man. Seriously, boy. 
that's that's a combined th- over almost three and a half hours of podcast. It makes make sense, and, and we're probably about to just stay up now and, and probably just continue speaking Supercoach until about three a.m. Uh, all right, Elias. Look, <laughs> thank you if you stuck by for two hours. I mean, well, they sp- didn't. They've been doing this in half hour segments. Let's face it; they've got some <laughs> semi intelligence about them. We 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 split it into two. We probably should have split it into eight. And guess what? <laughs> <laughs> we're back tomorrow. Or today. Hey, we're actually technically... Year, hey, we're we're back today. Year, can we do, a, can we do a game by game review next year? We'll just do a game oh, podcast. On a you? day. Game, game, game oh, by game on a day. Jesus. Look, game Elitist, it's, it, it's alright because Brett's gone now. So we used to have to wrap the podcast up like, really quick because I just didn't have much to say. So we're going to talk now. Look... For all your support during these podcasts, if you stuck around and listened to us, look, we absolutely love you. We love your feedback. We love everything you do. Um, and and stay on board. Tomorrow night, we got it. Well, t- tonight. Sorry, I keep saying tomorrow night. Yeah. It's, t- it's tonight. <laughs> four hours. It's tonight, or it's yesterday. If you listen to this the day after, <laughs> whenever it is, we're dropping a um, a draft podcast. So we've had a lot of people ask about it. We've never done it. We've never done a draft pod before. So we're going to sit up. What we're going to do is we're going to take you through each pick we have. So it's probably going to go for another 16 hours. And our thoughts in between picks too. So me and Bonds will sit there. Hopefully we get picks a little bit further apart and we can just talk about what we're looking at just for those that are looking at doing the draft format this year. Um, On behalf of Bonds and myself, peace out community and thank you for listening.